What? It's a novel that centers on existential questions, the meaning of life, death, and existence of God, and the problem of evil, much like your podcast. Welcome to Opinions That Don't Matter. What? <laughs> I don't know. I, We're number 55 I, in Russia. <laughs> I was doing a little send-up. That's probably terrible. I might cut that out. <laughs> I didn't know what you were saying. So confused. I was all excited. Every week we get a little update I know. from uh, Char- 55 in Russia. I know. I don't How know. come not 54, Sean? What do you do wrong? Uh, <laughs> probably because my Russian accent sucks. But no, isn't that crazy? 55 in Russia. That's amazing. For arts and entertainment, or leisure, sorry. Okay, I was like, arts. Well, Have they all, listened to us? There's subcategories. Mm. Uh, boring, expat, Canadian, living mm. in the United States subcategory. Mm. But we're number 55. Hey! Thank you for listening. If you're in Russia, if you're not in Russia, and you're tunneling in through a VPN through Russia, I don't know if do you do that. Do they do that? I don't know. We will ask the questions. <laughs> That's right? the wrong the, accent. Just like mine was. Well, it's fine. But okay. that, I was just doing the office impersonation when he's like, knock, knock. Who's there? KGB. KGB who? We will ask the questions. <laughs> That's a German accent, not a Russian, but yeah, it's I good. feel like it, you know, it pertains a little bit too. Awesome. Well, welcome to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Nice. Yeah. So here we are. Yep. Uh, wow. You have been all over town or what seems like all over town today. It's because we never leave the house. So when you do, it's a big outing. I know. I went to the corner store to drop you off did? some parcels. Pillows. Yes. We've sold some pillowcase covers and we only have a few left. Yeah. Very few. So that's good. It's exciting. I'm proud of you. I'm uh, proud of us. You we, were part of it too. You took the pictures and you helped me. They were good pictures. I was a little worried that they weren't going to be good pictures because I'm not very with good at pictures. With my phone, of all things. We were taking it with the really good camera, but it, is, it wasn't turning out right. I think that's a camera operator. I'm not a still photographer. So. Well, no, we wear a lot of hats in this business because it's only, there's only you and I. I wear most of the hats. You do. I don't really like wearing hats. Only when it's cold out. Yeah. But toques or not, you, we both wear a lot of hats. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, you're having a little unwind time. Is that what this is called? Yeah. Well, it's work, but it's not, you know, too. It's work light. <laughs> work light. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. What, what do you I, want to talk about this week? Now that you're in my office uh, ooh, as your therapist. This is your office. Uh, yes. <clears throat> oh, I don't know. Today I got to see my friend. So I got to leave the house. Go on. Which I think was great. And it's funny. I don't know. Maybe this is a... I'd assume this is everywhere regardless, but it's like something about the commute. So whether you get on a train or a bus or you drive yourself or you walk or whatever it is, there's something about the commute that is like your own personal time. And I remember when I used to actually be commuting and driving around for work and that time in the car, even to the yoga studio and back or like me running errands, like that's kind of your own time to listen to your own music. And I mean, it's not that I got that much of it, but I, I didn't, when I go out now, I realize how much I miss that time. For sure. And I don't, it's not even anything. I mean, I called my mom, catched up, caught up with her because my um, my great aunt Virginia passed away. It was sad. At 104. Yeah. Wow. 104. 104. So she would have been born in 1924? Yeah. Yes. No. No. 1914. Wait. Yeah. Yes. No. No. <laughs> How's that for math? Uh, no, 100 <clears throat> years back would yeah. be 1920. Yeah. And then four from that, 1916. 1916. There you go. Don't let me do your math uh, when it comes Don't to banking. Don't let Sean do your taxes. Yeah. It's called... Uh, Gazintas. <laughs> Six Gazinta, 24, I do, do four Do your Gazintas, LLC. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, we don't do our own taxes, obviously, for obvious reasons. But um, anyway, I was catching up with my mom and then just listening to like old school hip hop, yeah. courtesy of our Sirius XM subscription, Rock the Bells. Cool. Um, it was just nice. Although people are driving like fucking maniacs. It's the holidays plus COVID plus da, 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 People stress. are like swerving over lanes and I was just like poking along in the slow lane, like dun, 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 I'll make it. Um, but people are still nuts. Mm-hmm. Then some guy in a Tesla like zoomed up and I was like, Matt, is that you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was a white one. It wasn't theirs, but it was just funny to me. Cause I was like, buddy, like, we'll all get there. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, but there wasn't much traffic. That was good. I got to see Christina cause I don't see many people at all. Um, yeah, and it was good. Like Although, a house cat that got out. Uh, yeah, I, I put I, up a couple of posters. Have you seen this yes, cat? Have you seen my my house cat? She's yeah. she's gotten out. Um, the thing that's funny about being on other people's podcasts is because it's not my own controlled environment. I'm always like, I hope it made sense what I said because it's not like my audience. I feel that way every time we record. This oh, one. really? Mm-hmm. It's like this little. I don't know if it's like impending doom because I think that's a little dramatic. It's more like I hope that was helpful for them because it's tricky. I don't want to talk too much on someone else's podcast, you know, so you kind of offer like parts of things. And then I'm like, Oh, I hope, I hope that that was like sufficient, you know? Cause when other people are involved, I do my ask Katie anything where I just answer questions at my own pace. But when someone else is involved, I like want to move it along or they want to move it along or they they're like, wait, what about that? And then I lose my train and I don't always come back to it to finish what I was saying, you know? Anyway. So I always have like a little period of like, Hmm. Hope for the best. Yeah. Oh, a bug died in my wine. That's good luck in um, Portugal. It's a, hold on on me. Okay, buddy. Did he die? He died. Oh. I don't know what to do with him. <laughs> I need to get a napkin. <laughs> well, it'd be wine all over our house. Just put it on the paper. There you go. R.I.P. bug. Yeah. You've, you've blessed the show notes. Yeah. Okay, Katie. So well, that um, bug took a dido. I do want to say that uh, we do have a sponsor for this week's <gasps> podcast. Well, who are they? It's a community member. That's awesome. <laughs> it is. Graham oh. has graciously sent us in some coffee. Yes. Called Rampage Coffee. We clearly have already part- partaken. Partook it? Partook it? Partunk. You wouldn't I take headed. You didn't take heated, headed of my warning. Yeah. So Graham sent mm. in some coffee. Uh, Graham lives in British Columbia. He yes. Uh, is going to be opening Graham's Fine Coffee Shop, uh, which is located in the coastal town of Refuge Cove. So thank you, Graham. Um, Are you being honest? No, I'm not being honest. I didn't think you were being honest. But he sent over, it's like four levels of energy. Well, it's just different types of coffee. So the first is a medium roast, which Sean uh, blended up and had today. And what would you say in a rating? Well, uh, it's definitely not Starbucks. And that's a good thing because I don't like Starbucks. No, Sean um, does not like Starbucks. This coffee was super smooth mm-hmm. and it's I felt sm- like putting on a smoking jacket and it's the smoothness. Uh, maybe it's playing the some jazz. Yeah. yeah. So nice. Light jazz. Light jazz. It just smells so good. I wish you guys could smell it. Yep. But so there's medium blend. I have the dark roast. Yep. Oh, known as code black. And then this is where it gets a little Every scary. Every time I say ignition, I want to say, it's a remix to ignition, hot that, and fresh out the kitchen, mama rolling up. I don't remember that song. I do, dun, but dun, he's dun, dun. he's a bad, bad man. I know, but that doesn't mean the song is dead. Right. This is the remix to the ignition for sure. Um, <laughs> it's a premium espresso blend. Espresso. Mm-hmm. And then, then this is where it gets a little hold, crazy. Hold on to your socks. Why are you sending this to us, Graham? C4. Is, we have a lot of shit to do. If Katie gets arrested and put in jail, <laughs> I will break her out of jail by drinking this 
C4. We've been watching too much Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Have we ever? Anyways, I just want to say thanks to Graham for sending this in. I'm very excited to try these. And And the Christmas uh, card to boot. Yep. All amazing. And Rampage Coffee Co., your guys' marketing is the shit. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's that's (laughs) Katie for good. Okay. Ah, the show's off to a bang, but I am off with a bang. I am fired up on this first one. Um, I was so excited about it. I had like oh, I was like, did it four cups uh, today? Yeah, well, it didn't give me the jitters. It was just the smooth jazz. Jazz. Yeah, I think my beard looks darker too. (laughs) Did you put it in your beard? Yeah. Yeah. See, so there's that. Never let coffee grinds go to waste. It could be a face scrub. It could be beard color mulch. It's mulch. Put it in your composter. (laughs) okay oh my god okay (sighs) yeah i would like to uh enter into for i guess for your consideration a new i don't know if i'll have this every week you guys because you know we create these things and they never come back a new segment called Mm. things city folk do that a country mouse such as myself finds hilarious lay it on me and i've kind of told you a few things so there's this woman that i follow on instagram her name is eva chen eva is lovely she works at instagram and she's she I followed her initially because of her fashion sense because it is amazing. But now I just follow her because I like her and she's funny. And she also they bought a home upstate New York. So she lives in Manhattan, born and raised in Manhattan. City mouse. It's total city mouse. And it's just funny to me. And yes, I'm using city mouse, country mouse, because I do love NCIS New Orleans. Don't at me. So anyways, she they've been now uh, they bought this house upstate and they've been renovating it and she's been furnishing it. And that's been great too. Cause we're looking to buy a home and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to follow that account and maybe we'll buy our light fixtures from. Oh yeah. So place. you're getting some little tips and tricks from her experience. Yes. And I just really enjoy her and her stories are great. And her kids, you get to kind of watch them grow up and that's really cool. Cause I've walked, I followed her. This is what's crazy. When you follow someone for a while, I followed her since before she had kids. Oh. It's really weird. And now they're like, you know, five and three or something. These are the ultimate reality shows. Yeah. Right. So anyway, I love Eva. But she's a city mouse. And so her and her husband, who is from London, another city mouse, but lives in Manhattan, bought this place upstate, where it's not the city. Right. They had to learn how to uh, acclimate to their environment. Mm -hmm. Now, the funny, the first thing that I noticed was her difficulty in managing leaves Mm. that fall. Difficult. So tricky. And at first I was like, oh. You kind of just let them fall. Yeah. They just, it just happens to you, whether you like it or not. she in the tree trying to get them out? No, not even that good. Okay. It, like no rake. Okay. Like this motion. Mm-mm. Instead, homegirl got herself these. <laughs> she's missing a few steps because she got like these things you put your hands in that are like claws to help you pick up raked leaves. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. When you're trying to put them in the bags and put them out or yes. if you put them in your burn pile or however, compost, whatever you do, she got those claws and she thought you would use those just to pick up the leaves like that had fallen. What did you think? Like 10 were going to fall in her yard? That's like that. Do you know how much work that was? Yeah. She did this little patch. You guys like that on her Instagram stories. And I was like, oh, no. Like I had to send her a message. And I was like, no, no, no. You need to either get a riding lawnmower with a, a bagger to pick up or a, just a big old rake. Right, right. Or like one of those leaf blowers. Sure, There's but, so many other ways. The little hand uh, gathering She was gathering them like four at a time. Must have taken her a while. (laughs) She was like, I didn't realize leaves were so labor intensive. And I was like, they're really not. Fail. It was a fail. It was (laughs) a a city mouse fail. fail. It was. It was very cute because she was so excited. Like she's getting all these new tools, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
Anyway, they're looking to buy a riding lawnmower, by the way, because all of, she has like over a million followers. And I'm and she's like, I've never received so many messages telling me how wrong I am. <laughs> so city mouse problem number one. Yep. That made this country mouse laugh a lot. And also like, no, no. Second thing and more horrifying is she has a composter. Okay. So someone from the city that comes out of the country is like, I need to purchase those things you turn so often. And they're not very big and they learn very quickly. You can't fit much in those little composters and they're not really worth your while. My mom tried to do it for a while. It's fine. Composting's for some people, a new thing for us. It was called the burn pile. Right. You just leave it sitting there in a compost on its own. So she got this old compost, this like, not old, this brand new composter that kind of looks like a Lego. They're like black and like, you know, Abba and Jesse have one. Okay. Anyway, she's showing on her stories about it. And she goes, look at these paw prints. They're clearly raccoons. Rac- you can see their little claws, you know, and their little hands. And so she's like, what paw print is this? And I'm like, it's a raccoon. I'm, and I don't know if she reads all my messages, by the way, but I always offer the feedback. Should have told she, her it was a mountain lion. Because she asks. It was just a little, it was such a dainty, you know, their little hands, a little muddy. I was like, a raccoon is curious what's in there or it smells something. And, you know, they always want to eat your trash. Anyway, but then Tastes she's like, like uh, um, orange chutney and I know. Burnt, burnt hair. hair. I can't get the taste out of my mouth. <laughs> That's a good, it's a Geico commercial. I think so. That's so good. If you need to pick me up, look up raccoons, Geico commercial anyway. And then she's like, something weird appeared on my composter this week and it's a spider's egg nest. You know how they like, I don't even know what you'd call it, but it's that white, you know, it's an egg sac, but they like cover it with all their, their webbing to hold it. And she's poking it with you guys with her bare fucking fingers. She's touching this. And she's like, what is this? It's like some magical, like, where did it come from? She's like, it's so soft. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like messaging immediately. I'm like, spider emoji, blow up emoji. Don't touch it. Oh, it could explode with babies. Ah. It didn't explode. But then she's horrified later. And she comes on her Insta story. She's like, oh, my God, you guys. I had no idea that's what that was. That would have been my worst nightmare if it exploded. Thank you for telling me. Blah, 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 blah. So I look forward to more um, more of these chapters of City Mouse Goes to Upstate New York and, and struggles to figure things out. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's uh, You see it a lot. You know, you recognize when someone's not from your hood, I mm-hmm. think they say. Uh, how you say how you not say from the hood? That's how you say. Yeah, I bet you her neighbors were like... I told the same thing last year when I moved out of the city. Right. But I'm not going to tell her. You you, (laughs) you learn by experience. But I was, but the thing in my head, I was like, how has no one told her? Like, doesn't she have any friends? I'm like, no, most of her friends probably live in the city. Yep. And, but the spider's egg, I was like, "Mm, no, no. It's cute though. It was, yeah. And they are kind of magical if you think about it, aside from the fact that it's a gross spider's egg. I don't mind spiders. I do. But they're like those you know, the, the webbing is, it's pretty like their web is soft and pretty. And like some spiders make a pretty web. Like you ever notice that you're like, wow, that that's beautiful. And if you see it work, it's rather Zen. Like he's, he's like sewing this beautiful it's thing true, in the wind. And they and do and, it innately every yeah. night. They, but then there's some spiders that are so fucking lazy. Like they, they don't even use their own web. They just go take someone else's web. Oh, and those then are they, predatory. Yeah. Yeah. And then different. Don't some they of eat them, other spiders. I think so. Yeah. Also popcorn and French fries and stuff like this. Remember that TikTok I sent you? So I sent Sean a TikTok because I love TikTok. And it was like, it's this voiceover like this. And it says, we tried to test different, uh, the effects of different drugs and uh, caffeine and alcohol on a spider's web. Spiders create the most beautiful webs. It is very like, you think it's educational. You're like, wow, this is some like Nat Geo shit. This is amazing. And it's like, first we gave the spider, 
LSD or something okay. on a Q-tip and it shows him like touching the spider with a Q-tip. And it's like, he, he was able to create a web, but it was different. And you see geometric it, patterns. Well, and... no, it like doesn't have much. It's like one string and oh. a little geom. And it's like, it's really existential web. <laughs> it's not a very good web. And they're like, you know, so we saw some changes to the web and then it's like, and then we gave the spider caffeine and it created its web very quickly and it shows, and then it shows it like <laughs> shaking on the web. And then, so you're like, oh my God. And you're like laughing. You're like, wow, I had no idea. Here's where it turns into comedy when you realize it's not actually educational. Is he's like, and then we gave one of the spiders marijuana and he, he, he created a hammock and he took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Remember? And then he yeah. talks about, then it goes into like another one getting crack cocaine and then he shoots his neighbor. It's so stupid. He go drives away in a little van. Spiders. No, TikTok. It's oh, I amazing. Know, but... <laughs> Actually has nothing to do with spiders. It was completely, completely made up. But I love it. We gave him marijuana and he didn't make a web. He made a hammock and he took a nap. By the way, uh-huh. for those of you listening at home, um, I didn't fart. Uh, that smell that... Oh, did people think you farted? No, no, no. Um, You know that it's normal for people to fart, right? (laughs) No, but you and I are sitting here, and Mm -hmm. I have something that I brought in to our studio from our kitchen tour. Our kitchen studio? Studio (laughs) kitchen? It's like Rafi in the league when he's like, it's my toilet kitchen? Uh Yeah. I've lost my mind, but... Well, no, Sean just loves kimchi. Explain to them why it looks so weird. Okay. So what we have here. So for those of you listening, it's a glass growler that's filled with uh, carrots, onions, and Napa, Napa cabbage. cabbage and ginger. it's red. It's like red like kimchi. Yep. But on top of it is a Ziploc bag filled with water and it's it's pinched at the top. Yeah. So the Ziploc bag is mm-hmm. sitting in here because there's only so much kimchi. Yeah. But in order for it to ferment, you want it to sit in a uh, an anaerobic uh, environment. So you're starving it of oxygen. Mm-hmm. So if there was oxygen flowing against it, mold could potentially grow, right? So the water weighing down on it is holding it out away from the oxygen, keeping the oxygen at bay. Exactly. It's like a little airlock and bubbles can escape Mm -hmm. from the uh, fermenting process. And they do. Yeah. Right now, this is a a lacto fermentation Mm -hmm. and it is basically a ratio of salt to water and you put your veggies in there. It's so easy to make Mm -hmm. and kimchi is so expensive. When I go to like Whole Foods or whatever, because you don't want really you know, cheapo stuff. You want to have a good flavor, right? Yep. So, sweet, uh, sweet flavor. I started looking it up and you can make it at home really easy. So I got the kimchi spice. Well, this has been a, a, a process because you've been wanting to make kimchi for a long time, but due to COVID and I fermented peppers kimchi, last. It's true. You did lacto ferment peppers that then turned into hot sauce. If you follow on Instagram, you got to see it being made. Yep. But this I'm pretty proud of. However, I was not anticipating because we had the peppers ferment. Mm-hmm. And they smelt after a couple of days. Whoever smelt it dealt it. Certainly it wasn't me. It was the jar. So yeah. now when I have to fart, I just go stand by the jar and no one knows the difference. Boop, 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 I'm pretty sure bubbles. people know the difference. Yeah. People being me. Um, the funny thing is, is the other day I was doing yoga and this is down on the floor in the kitchen, but our, you know, our house is not that big. So where I do my yoga is like. Studio B. Yeah. It's like 40 feet away. Anyway, I was like laying on the ground. I'm like, man, it kind of smells funky in here i'm like it's kind of i like sniff my armpits i'm like i don't even stink where is that coming from and then i like i roll over for another pose and i'm like kimchi the kimchi was waving at you i was like i stink (laughs) i did it but it doesn't smell horrible actually it's like no it's like vinegar funk yeah 
and you can see if I go like this. Yeah, the air, the bubbles come up. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess, carbon di dioxide of some sort. So, anyways, so. anyway. it's venting up, and I'm really proud of it. I can't wait to bottle it. I have three more days, and then we can get rid of the smell from the house. Yep, then we can bottle it up so it'll smell when we open it. One day we'll have a garage with a man kitchen. Sean yeah. really wants a, he wants to be like an Italian grandmother. Who says I'm not? <laughs> I'm trans-Italian. You don't make pasta, so. Maybe no. Adam can be our Italian grandmother. He makes pasta. Yeah, Adam's the man. Yep. Having is. a professional chef in your life is... Uh, is pretty interesting. Um, it's, it's quite a privilege. Well, because all I know how to make is mac and cheese. But Adam, Ooh. see, he wasn't dead. He was just... Not dead yet. The bug is running away, guys. Uh, the one that was sitting in the red wine, he's dried bad. off. Ah, he's fine. Oh, he's, oh. <laughs> he's walking sideways and he backwards. He got drunk. He got drunk on the red wine. <laughs> that was. I pulled it out there. I'm like, oh. Speaking of red wine, let me be a Debbie Downer for a second. Red, red wine. Yeah, that too. What? Um, the restaurant situation is oh. just drive me crazy. I, I talked to uh, my psychiatrist about it today. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know why, but you know, some things. Oh, that was today. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what day is today? Yeah. I talked to him about it because I'm really, it, it's upsetting to know mm -hmm. that people who are working in restaurants it's are out of work and devastating. I understand why, you know, there's rules to make sure that people aren't, uh, spreading, um, the virus, yep. but, uh, there's some really strange laws that are happening and, and I don't think it's on purpose, but it's certainly hurting businesses. There's one case we'll talk about here mm -hmm. and one case in Montreal because Montreal, uh, or Ooh, that kimchi is kicking. It, no, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon you. Yep. I'll just move it a little that's further just, over. Do you no, see the bubbles going? It's like, yeah, it's so that's alive. What I think is letting the stink out is all those bubbles. Yeah. It's, it's just a farts. giant. <laughs> it's the it's cabbage farts. It is. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Uh, no. So talking about restaurants. Yeah. So tell me what you saw to this week. So um, when I was watching the news, they had this woman on who's from the Valley. So uh, if you guys don't know, we live on the West side of Los Angeles and there's this big mountain range. And if you get over the mountains into the other side of LA, it's what we, we call the Valley. But she's in Van Nuys to be specific, if you know, Los Angeles area. Um, and it was so sad. She was so her, she became f like, quote unquote, famous, like her a video she created on Instagram went viral because she went back to her pub that she runs. I forget what it's called. Pineapple pub and or pineapple bar and grill or something. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway. And they had told her she had to close down because we're under crazy lockdown right now. Like when I went to put into my Waze app, uh, Christina Studio, it was yeah. like, you have a curfew do you know you have to be back to your house? Oh, and wow. I was like, yeah. I was like, that was wow. on Waze? Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> she she went, th these restaurateurs are jumping through hoops, right? At first it was like, mm -hmm. okay, you're completely shut down. Then, then you, you can shut do down. Out outside. Well, you could do in indoor dining. Mm -hmm. So everyone went and spent money for these partitions. These mm -hmm. I'm sure you've seen them at home. All the PVC, P not PVC pipes, PVC. but like they hold up those, these like plastic partitions. Yes. The the. What would you call it? Translucent. Yeah, uh, I can't think of the word. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so they spent a lot of money. A lot of places, the bigger the restaurant, the more of this you need. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it wasn't cheap. Uh, some places I've heard have spent almost a million dollars trying to prepare for indoor dining mm -hmm. or outdoor dining. They, they're they running um, propane tanks or whatever. Yeah, for heaters. And We're in California. You're... We're lucky that the restaurant season is that much longer. We're not raining. There's no snow. Exactly. So, but nonetheless, uh, they shut down yeah, outdoor and, dining. And upping their filtration systems of their air for yep. the air, their AC and Making their them HVAC. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so this woman had learned about the shutdown again. So this is just new, like a couple of weeks ago, right? 
And so she went to her restaurant to get all the groceries that they'd purchased, you know, all the produce because it was going to go bad. And she's going to give it out, divvy it up to her employees because she's like, everyone's just trying to make it work and she can't pay them as much. You know, there's, she's having a tough time. And so she's like, I at least can give them this. And as she drives up to her restaurant, she looks across and I'm talking you guys like one parking lot to another parking lot. Cause her parking lot had been where she'd set up all of her outside dining. So she had a ton of picnic tables and um, some umbrellas to block the sun. Cause it was like 110 degrees in the summer. So it was like, how do you survive in the Valley? You have to have umbrellas. Anyway, you see her set up. Everybody's at least seven feet apart, all the tables and everything, which is more than you necessarily need it to be. Um, but she shows on Instagram over at the parking lot next so to her. So she's shut down. She's not allowed <laughs> yeah. to have anything except for no. takeout. But even then. Takeout and pickup. Right. But but nobody inside. There's a takeout window. It's right. like you come up and you grab your stuff and you okay. go. Um, and in this devastation and planning to divvy up her produce to her people, you know, because she, you don't sell She's as much. She's not going to sell as much as you she thought as she would because she doesn't offer dining anymore. Yeah. And right. so things will go to, to waste. So as she walks in, she looks over and there's tons of people sitting out at picnic benches in the parking lot next to her. It was uh, craft services for a film set. And the outdoor dining for the craft services was bigger than her dining area. So, But identical in what it offered, like picnic tables, although theirs were all running together in big lines like it would normally. It looked like a chow hall for 200 people. And people were sitting down next to one another eating. And she filmed and she's like, this is the problem. I don't understand how this can operate yet. I'm shut down and I have to lay, you know, eight people off. And she was devastated. And she said, I don't begrudge those people for working. No. But this inconsistency, between the incongruence between what is being allowed, it just shows how, yeah. how not prepared or how dumb they are. And they're not working with us. No. And so she's probably going to lose her business. Well, she said the thing that was sad is she's like most of her colleagues in the restaurant business she felt really uh, fortunate because some of her parishioners, is that what we'd call them? Is that in patrons? a church? Patrons? Yeah. Is that a church thing? Yeah. You know, if you're running a church restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Some said that a... Jesus was a restaurateur, but, uh, you, know, you know, the water, water and the wine. wine. He probably had a good profit Take, margin. Taking bread and feeding everybody. Pretty awesome. I know. The fish. Hey, Jesus, three more plates. <laughs> <laughs> snap, snap. Make it snappy. Um, but anyway, the the patrons had donated money to help her stay afloat. Okay. And I guess a big group of them got together. And so she felt really fortunate that then she could stay open like an extra month or something she had figured. But she said with her and her colleagues that they only had like a month or two left and they were going to have to close their doors because they're burning through their savings, trying yeah. to stay afloat. And I was like, Oh, it's just, anyway, I can't even, we're going to change subjects. It's so depressing. I don't want to like, I watching that. I was like, I don't want to cry this morning it's yeah. too early. So in Quebec, a similar situation, um, there's a, a restaurateur and his partner uh, in Montreal. They have um, Joe Beef mm-hmm. and a couple other places. They're, I think they're all side by side. Um, I think they're all in that same area. Fred Moray and David McMillan, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, they posted something and I thought, you know, this is really important for people to hear about. But basically they're, they're protesting and they're trying to get other restaurateurs to protest because the government is not allowing them to sell. Uh, Any of their wine or booze or anything, right? Yeah. So that's, there's a lot of profit in that uh, side of the yeah. restaurant industry, right? It helps you stay afloat. Well, and if people are ordering takeout or whatever, like in LA, you can order cocktails by the like mason jar yeah, and they can give that to you or pictures. So whatever. they're not allowing them to, to offer that. So you can order the food, which, okay, fine, but you got to give these people a chance to earn money. Mm-hmm. 
And you know what the Quebec government is in the business of, though? They're in the business of selling booze. Yeah, so, but they have the SAQ. Yeah. So what are they doing? Are they trying, like, they're taking the money for themselves? Mm-hmm. They're forcing people to to go buy their wine from the SAQ? Yeah. I, when I saw that, I, I, I felt horrible. You know, you can say, oh, these people are restaurateurs and they, they run a, you know, a fancy business. Everyone's on a thin margin yeah. and everyone is losing their shirts. There has... Anyone who's in government form right now has to look at these small businesses and say, what are we going to do to to support them? Well, I feel like the problem with it is it feels to me yeah. like our government, and I'm speaking for America because I don't know the Canadian government that well, but I don't think it's very different. Oh, he fell off the page. He's still trying to make a go. I feel like I should kill him because he's definitely hurt. Um, anyway, sorry, the bug. Bug update. Bug update. He's still fluttering around. Um Anyways, I feel like the problem is they're so removed from a regular person. Yeah. Like like I told you, I was surprised that my brother was so pissed off about uh, something. I forget what had happened, but he's my brother definitely differs from me in views of politics usually. And he was saying how mad he was about uh, certain things that had taken place because when they gave him the six hundred dollars extra on top of unemployment, he was like, they didn't think that was a lot of money. And that just shows how fucking out of touch they are. He's like, cause that's a huge, and that's a huge amount of money, $600 yeah. a month. They were surprised that people were like, well, I guess I don't have to go back to work. I make more this way. Like, it could be the difference between uh, diapers. It could be the difference between car payment, yeah, car could payments, be gas, gas, food, water, whatever. electric, yeah, like, your electricity, you know, groceries, like fuck man, $600 goes a long way if you need it to. And that was crazy. They thought that was like not yeah. Not much money. Anyway, my brother was so frustrated with how inept and ridiculous. He's like, the fact that they didn't think that was a lot is is shocking to me. And also at the same time, not, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I was really, I, I didn't realize that uh, I was as upset about it as I am. And maybe it's just because things are, you know, just building. We're, yeah. we're all like a tea kettle when the, the heat is up. And yeah. So, exactly. We're howling. I, uh, I was talking with Barry and he was like, so what's going on with you? I said, I don't know, but I'm really edgy today. And uh, and then he was like, well, what's going on? I, said, I saw this report on the news and then on online, I'm seeing these, re- you know, and then mm-hmm. you start following it. And yeah, but I just, I just feel for people in that industry. So, yep. Um, I feel for a lot of different people and not to mention like my mom, remember she went to get those Barbies for my niece. Yeah. This is a, it's this. a, it's a tough story here. Not not terrible, but it's tough. Well, then we'll lighten it up. So yes. I'll tell the story. Then okay. we'll move into more light. Then things. we'll move into. Also the bug. I just, should we kill him, honey? Yeah. I made he a decision. Having, he was having a hard time. I don't want people to keep calling me the bug killer. I'm just kidding. She's the bug. Uh, bug pacifist. killer. Cuscusay. Better run, run, run away. That's okay. way better than ours. Um, anyways, <laughs> see, we already lightened it up. But uh, my mom, anyway, went to buy used Barbies, which turned out to not actually be used, by the way. So that's kind of what makes it more sad to me is for my niece, because you guys, did you know that Barbies are fucking expensive? They're like $30, $40. What? She does wear expensive uh, clothes, lives in a big mansion, and has a Corvette sometimes. She has a, a Corvette that she drives. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's and quite I, Ken doesn't work. He Ken relies on her to do all the work. Seems he like just, it. Yeah. He's secondary. Yes. Skipper does more than Ken. Who's Skipper? The the little girl, the the teenager. Don't know about her. Wow. Okay. Anyways, so my mom went to pick up Barbies for my niece who wanted them, and my mom was like, I thought about buying them for her, but these came up on the Facebook Marketplace okay. or whatever. Um, 
could have been an offer up, but I think it was Facebook Marketplace. Anyway, my mom's like, so I'm just going to drive over because I think she wanted 50 or 60 bucks for all these Barbies. And my mom's like, perfect. And so my mom shows up and the lady used to clean restaurants. So at night she would do all the like mopping and cleaning and yeah. uh, and taking out all the garbage and all Janitorial uh, yeah. services are big in the restaurant industry. Yeah. There's all these down chain Well, because then like services. people who do the uniforms and wash those right. and deliver, like there's so many things, so many parts of the puzzle that are being dropped out. And so she lost her job and her son worked in the restaurant. He was a waiter. And so he was helping out and he lost his job. And the, the husband um, is on disability. It's just a horrible story. Anyway, long story short, my mom bought the Barbies from her and told all her friends at work about the fact that they were bar because they're more for, for sale. But this woman like told my mom, like, did you know they still charge you a hundred dollars for your water bill? Even if you don't use water, like she wasn't shower. She wasn't using water. I was like, somebody needs to help this person it was so i don't know i was like oh so depressing sad and overwhelming to me but i guess there's like a you can have like a minimum that you have to pay okay. for your water bill anyway <clears throat> long story short my mom bought the barbies from her and she was selling the barbies that were her mother's okay like her mom's past but it was her her mom collected them so okay. these were like untouched barbies my mom's like i almost felt bad even buying them from her because but she needs the money, you know. So it was like, hey, this is an exchange of goods. My mom can pay her the cash. She can take the cash and hopefully take it and, you know, do something. Anyway, um, the only reason my mom even heard this story was because my mom's a good barterer. And when she showed up, she wasn't prepared to pay full price. <laughs> so she was like, I'll give you 40 bucks. And the lady was like, I, re I really need the 60. And my mom's like, I'll give you 45, you know. And then when the lady told my mom's like, I'll give you all the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that lady was a hell of a salesperson. Yeah, but I don't think it, my mom's like it clearly wasn't. No, 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 and I think that's the problem with um, with what's going on. People are, mm -hmm. are struggling, and and it's it's tough to see. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, uh, people are helping them out. That the social fabric holds. You know yeah. that we, we all stick together. Um, it's just it's it's tough right now, and, yeah. and it's it's difficult to hear and see. But I think it's important that we do hear at least a little bit because my mom had said like I didn't I knew it was affecting people, but this was the first person I encountered like that my mom had a conversation because a lot of also my mom's older, so a lot of people are retired doesn't affect them as much. And Nick and I happen to be in businesses where we can still work because yep. my brother works in the health field and I work in the mental health field and online. Um, anyway, yeah, so. So, oh, what I wanted to say with that, and I was actually going to do it on my Instagram stories as well, is try, if you're going to shop this Christmas, if you're able to shop this holiday season, try to look on the offer ups and the Facebook marketplaces and Etsy and things like that, because I think that more than we realize, those are the people that need the money. Mm. And if someone doesn't mind that those Barbies aren't brand new, even though they haven't been, my mom's like, they had their hair hadn't even, you know, like yeah. it's like. They were collected. They were collected. They played with. One was in a box. My mom was like, I'll take one that's not. In a, these are going to like a child, you know. Um, but if you have the opportunity, I think, to spend your money that way, I really think that that could go a long way to someone else, you know, because what we might not think of as a lot of money, like to my mom, she was like the 50 or 60 bucks or whatever. I forget what it ended up being. She didn't really want to spend all that, but she could afford to. And that's a luxury. And so she felt good giving it to that lady. And so if you can do that, I think, you know. And I'll try my best to do that. Yeah. Anyway, it makes me tear up just thinking about it. Oh, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Time to change the subject. Let's change the subject. We killed a bug. Uh, 
let's talk about um, something that we keep it keeps coming up in conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. Yes. The spies goodbye. Spies goodbye. Do you guys know what the spies goodbye is? <laughs> I, I don't know if they wrote it for the show or if this is something that actually existed in the Cold War era. I'm pretty sure it's a bad idea. Okay. So okay, what what season would that have been? Three. I don't know. Four. Yeah, three. Probably three. End of three or something. Agents of Shield. Marvel Agents of yes. Shield on Netflix. Highly. Highly recommend. Yeah, the first couple of seasons were were okay. The third one is a little fluffy. The fourth one's pretty good. Well, and the, I think the thing is, is that we watch a lot of non-traditional television. Yeah. Like not from the NBC, ABC's, CBS's. And then we hook up into this show and we love Marvel. And I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a storyline. But some of the writing's a little cheesy and a little soft because it's that traditional but there's some really funny lines in it too. Uh, They've gotten Agent pretty Coulson. witty and pretty funny, and I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Okay, so anyway, so. it grew on us. But there is this episode, and this isn't offering really any spoilers. I won't give any names or anything. But two of the agents at some point have to leave. They're forced out. They're forced out because in order for Shield to continue being Shield, they they have to like take one for the team, and they can't be part of it i don't know we don't, it's a little again it's a little soft we're not 100 percent sure why but that's what they're kind of tell you and you have a lot of questions but you don't get answers so anyways they have to leave and so th- it shows these two agents sitting at a bar talking about like it's sad that we had to go and what do it's we want busy bar where do we want to go next yeah it's like a busy dark bar it's, it's a and they're sitting there and then all of a sudden the waitress shows up with like a shot of vodka for each of them or yeah. tequila or something and and she's like, these are for you, you know, sent to you by by the the guy over at the, you know, over there at the, at the other end of the bar. Yeah, they look over and, and another agent's there, and he like signals to them like ever so slightly, but pretty obviously. And then they they look at each other and they, they nod say, at each other. They nod they, at him. Spies goodbye. <laughs> But this goes on for, it's a montage of... of All the rest of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents in the same bar, offering them shots, but not sitting with them, not talking with them. And the places they hid, like one person's at a table. Okay, that's fine. The other person behind the coat rack and he nods at them. Spies, goodbye. And then like, by the time they're done, they had like 12 shots. Yeah, I was like, those guys are blasted. (laughs) Yeah, spies, goodbye. I think it was like six shots or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, they called it the spies goodbye. And I was like, this is ridiculous. But anyway, so we joke sometimes, Sean and I'll be like, spies goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the Irish goodbye that we learned about. We just sneak out. I already knew that one. Yeah. I have Irish goodbye to a lot of things. Yeah. Bye-bye. I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm actually going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to pee and then I'm going to walk out the front door. Okay, we have a, since we're on the topic of Quebec, oh, uh, oh uh-huh. yeah, if you want to follow the hashtag that's uh, talking about the resistance against the, the Quebec resistance. government, um, it's uh, hashtag open our cellars, mm. and you can kind of see, I English think it's or French. Uh, I think it's in French too, but. I was just curious because. In English. In Quebec, have, yeah, it's that issue where you're like, eh. yeah. Um, I think they're running the campaign in French as well because. Yeah. Bilingual. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Okay. Dear Katie and Sean, yes. greetings from La Belle Province, Quebec. Oh, ah, This dovetails nicely. I, I want to share a quick story. I My, know. <laughs> nice, Katie. My brother-in-law had a bit of a health scare and had to have some polyps removed. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, a year later, and he's healthy again. Last week, I called him up and said, how's the old asshole doing? <laughs> he said, you seem to be doing fine. Oh, but um, bum. <laughs> 
That was a pretty good joke, yeah. though, because, you know, you have to get the polyps removed from, like, a when you... Um, they wrote a rooter, you're... Uh, they, yeah, but what's it called when they go... Mark had it done recently. Uh, they take a camera... Uh, yeah, when you're 50 or 40. Oh, yeah. Things when you're 50. Yeah. They... They post those photos on the doctor's version of Instagram, too. you got to watch out. Um. <laughs> All right. Anyways, anyways, he says, uh, thank you for the podcast. They've been keeping me sane during the lockdowns. I've got friends and family watching, too. Although uh, they're unconvinced you are a Canadian. Oh. <laughs> Dave. Yeah, Dave. All right. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey. that was a letter. I swear I am Canadian. I mean, he is. What, what more do we need to know? I'll get my passport next time. We'll what is it? it? Pretty close. See, if you did that, you would be American. But oh. it's a. And what oh, is my that voice from? cracked. <clears throat> what is that from? Strange Brew. Mm, yeah. yeah. The Great White North, eh? Yeah. Um, See, all my references are from a different period because I left 20 years ago. True. So. Fair. I haven't been updated with the new Canadian uh, Even though we update. go frequently, but we don't hang out there like that way. We like see people chat. Blah, yeah. blah. But, it, you know, I was born there and I lived there for 22 years, so I'm, I'm good with it. You know? That's fair. Yeah. I would return, by the way. I know that uh, maybe it's a little cold for you, mm-hmm. uh, but summer times aren't that cold. And um, I, I would definitely return. Maybe it wouldn't be forever, but. How would that work for me? Do I have to like. Well, uh, we would sneak back over the ice fence the other way. In the... <laughs> Do I have to pledge my allegiance to the polar bears? And the maple leaves. I will not vote. I will not root for the maple leaves. I will die before I root for the maple leaves. Ooh, update in hockey. Yes. Um, So it looks like the NHL is coming back Mm -hmm. mid-January. I didn't realize how much I missed it. Uh, I just, okay. Mm -hmm. They did a great job with the bubble for the playoffs. They did way better than NFL. (laughs) Well, bigger teams. There's too many people. It's like everything, like baseball. I was like, you guys have got to figure out a way to run this, a leaner ship. (laughs) Yeah. So what they're going to do to mitigate uh, or to try and um, protect the players. Colonoscopy. Yeah, they're giving all the players colonoscopies. No, but that was what I couldn't think of when you have to, the polyps in the old, old ass hole. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they're, no, it's okay. um, These guys are going to be playing in different divisions. They're breaking up the league in different ways now. So January. Break up the league? Yeah. You're going to have an all Canadian division, which is crazy. So is it all just Canadian teams, not Canadians. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. All the Canadian players have to stay north. All the American players, no. Um, it's the Canadian teams, okay, uh, in the league because the border is very tricky to get over right now, right? Um, yeah, but so, they're still moving between cities and stuff. Yeah, but they're going to be able to, I think, adhere to health laws a little bit. You know, well, will be they more play consistent. like all the games at like two it's rinks be a, or something? Uh, no, I think they're traveling from city to city. I could be wrong, mm. um, but in the United States, I believe they may do hub cities i'm not quite yeah, sure it might but. be too much between states and like and if they're i don't know you know if people go out to get food yeah. you're like Ugh. this is just <laughs> going to build some great rivalries i'm excited we're going to get to see uh the likes of toronto and their you know firepower their offense uh, against edmonton a bunch of times and that's you know the, the greatest player in the world plays many, in edmonton <laughs> um, excuse me how many games are they going to play well this is up in the air but i think it's going to be about 60 65 jesus christ yeah it's going to be a compressed season. It's going to be very difficult. Um, They're going to oh, injuries, man. Fuck. Yeah. Cause they have no time for re like, I know those seasons are already pretty hardcore, but 
that's a lot of games to squeeze into a short amount of time. It is. And, um, but it's gonna be very exciting. You're going to see teams because, you know, every so often they realign how the league is set up. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is 2021 our year? That's, uh, yes, Gra- the- Graham said Habs 2020. And Graham has not been wrong yet. So <laughs> since I've known Graham, he's always right. 100%. We're going to do it this year, buddy. Okay, this go year, Habs, to, go. This year's the year. Okay. I'll move on from hockey because okay. it's probably not the... I mean, I, know, I don't really... If you look at the demographics of our, of our audience, it's... Uh, it's not hockey? No, not that much. Okay. I have a story. Story time. Ready? Lay it on me, baby. So I have a kitty cat. Her name is Molly. And she is like Siamese mix of some sort. And I think I may have talked about her before because she's very old. And my mom and I got her when I was probably like a freshman or sophomore in high school, meaning this makes Molly like 20 years old. Wow. She's How old. long do cats live? Uh, my mom says she's seen lots of them live to like 24, 25. So, no way. So we're prepared to keep Molly around for a long time. So anyway, Molly is a crotchety old bird and she is a Siamese so she talks a lot and when you go to visit she sits because she sheds a lot also and my mom brushes her every morning but she always wants in the house and she can't be in that much because she sheds everywhere and Larry my mom's boyfriend is allergic so it's just also like, it's fairly warm where yeah. you where you're from and then also the garage has a, a port for it to go through yeah she has her kitty door and there's food there's beds yeah, and then from there and stuff. she yeah. can go into the lo- by the laundry room which and is where she usually warm. sleeps yeah so i mean it's not like this cat is thrown to the wolves outside no right? and she sleeps with polly girl the other kitty and they're fine but <laughs> so molly just to give you an idea will sit out where the door opens from the main house into the laundry room where she can be and it's warm and then she'll just do this forever in hopes that you hear her and then you open the door in which case she will fly in at the speed of light yeah she flies like as if she's 13 she, <laughs> she just, doesn't but her her haunches her back legs are a little lower she's a little rider <laughs> anyway so i love molly and she's i will be sad when you know when she passes away but the past couple of weeks she's been losing a lot of hair and my mom was like, <laughs> me and her both, Katie, me but it's not normal. Cause it's winter. She should be putting on her winter coat. Not, summertime. My mom probably wouldn't have noticed, but she would find like these huge t- tufts of like hair on the floor. My mom's like, this isn't normal for this time of year. And so she got really worried because it went on for a few days. And my mom called the vet and they were like, well, we can get her in in four weeks. Well, lucky that uh, Charlotte, my mom's dog, had a vet appointment three days from then. So my mom's like, I'm just going to take Molly in. And then when I get there, I'll say, hey, I have an appointment for Molly in three weeks. I need that to be for Charlotte. Because Charlotte, she's fine. Nothing wrong. So my mom takes her in. And um, (laughs) Molly has not been to the vet, you guys. So like back when she was like three or four years old, like just a, a, a bright young kitty, she had an allergic reaction to one of the shots that you get them, give them every, and it made her crazy. Like she was like scratching it herself and like, and so we, we had to take her back to the vet and put her like, cause my mom had, um, I had tried to hold her cause she was scratching herself. Anyway, long story short, put a, a thing on her head so she couldn't get to herself. And then they had to put little mitts on her paws until she calmed down. They gave her something to like help an antihistamine, I think. Anyway, so Molly hasn't been back to the vet since then. So homegirl has just been hanging out at my mom's house. Do She's fine. She looks great. Uh, honestly, yeah. a little deaf, maybe. Yeah. She's definitely hard of hearing. Maybe a little blind. A little bit. But <laughs> can't smell so well. We don't know. I got to tell you a secret. She loves her frisky seafood flavor. It's all she'll Katie, eat. 
Larry had her uh, stuffed two years ago. No. It's an animatronic cat that oh. runs on your backyard porch. Oh my porch. God, can you imagine? We've been watching too much Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Anyway, so she hasn't been to the back to the vet in forever. And I really just think that she doesn't even know what it is, doesn't remember ever being to the vet. So my mom takes her in in her little pet carrier, you know, with her little blankie and stuff. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they get in, you know, because you smell other animals, Molly gets to the back of her little pet carrier is like, <laughs> and then my mom tries to pull her out, you know, because it's her appointment time and she tries to bite my mom and she doesn't like try to hurt her because Molly's never been one to like really scratch you up or bite you. It was more of like a warning bite. Where she's like, hey, 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 I'm not ready. And so my mom's like, she tells the vet, she goes, she's not happy. And I don't really know if you want me to try to get her out because I think she's going to claw you. Like she's like, just out of, just because I'm going to get her and then she's going to claw you. And they're like, we'll take care of her. My mom's like, you can take her in the back. Cause she thinks they put like a little thing over their head or over their eyes. So they don't get so frightened. And she's like, you go, I need one of those. You go do your thing, you know, like horses have. The, she's like, you go do what you need to do. Here's what's happening. Blah, 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 blah. Talks to them. Anyway, it turns out that she had some kidney issues and she got a antibiotic and her hair stopped falling out. And then she has a follow-up appointment in another week or something. And then she's fine. So they said she's all good. But it was quite the ordeal. And my mom was, <laughs> when my mom was sitting in the waiting room, she could hear Molly. She knew that voice. Yeah. On and on and on. And it was funny because when my mom brought her in, the lady's like, that's a pretty kitty. Because Molly is quite pretty. And then the lady turned to my mom. She goes, that pretty kitty's not very happy. And my mom's like, she hasn't been here since she was a baby. She probably wonders what kind of torture, but you know, where have you taken me? But anyway, long story short, Molly's going to be okay. I'm glad because I was really worried. And um, our old bird will be there. Because I was like, oh, we won't get to see her if something's wrong with her. But they wanted to charge my mom like $700 to like, we could explore more. Blah, 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 blah. My mom's like, get the blood work back. Tell me what you find out. We'll work from there. Because that alone was like $200. So Pets are, uh, you know, they're part of your family. And so I understand when people bring them to the vet. Mm-hmm. Um, but my goodness, it can add up. Yeah. You know? yeah. So. Yeah. But I'm glad that Molly's okay. Yeah. Wow. They said that it, it's just sometimes um, you have like high uh, certain proteins in the body of the, the kitty cat, I guess. Sure. And it can make them shed their hair. Gotcha. But she also had these mats on the back of her legs. And they said that's just because she's older and she yeah. probably doesn't have the energy to clean herself as much. Mm. So um, they told my mom that they could put her under and shave her there. And my mom's like, don't put her under. She's too old for that. My mom's like, I'll pet her head and use her little trimmers that she uses for Charlotte yeah. and she'll just trim her. Oh, that's good. So Molly's getting a whole, a whole redo. She's getting all dolled up for uh, the Christmas season. You know, like uh, fast as the wind. <laughs> Aunt Gladys. <laughs> Don't like a lot of lipstick. From, from Home for the Holidays. One it's a of good the best movie. Characters. Have you watched it yet? Let us know. She farted. She did it. Fast as the wind. <laughs> How fast does this thing go? Robert Downey Jr. is so good in that movie. We should watch that because I could watch it a few times. It's so good. Yeah. Oh. Um, yes. What's so, happening? Well, oh. I, okay, so guys, I have a retraction to make. Um, it turns out. I'd like to offer a retraction. And someone sent me a photo online. We and, know this person. Uh, and then they, they called in um, because mm-hmm. last week or two weeks ago. Um, two weeks ago. I talked about the mighty jackalope. Yeah, and being, how it was a joke and that Lamar was wrong. Yeah, and I. I ran Lamar through the mud on this podcast. I was like, he's lying. That thing doesn't exist. And I made fun of him. Mm-hmm. Well, buddy, I, I am sorry. Um, <laughs> I received a phone call. Uh, and, and, and here, we'll just it, let you listen. You guys decide for yourselves. 
Uh, yes, sir. This this bill, luckily, me. I, I heard you guys talking about that jackalope earlier. Well, anyway, I was going to tell you my story that one time I was over in eastern Washington, and I actually was hunting coyotes, and I was using a rabbit call, and uh, and pretty soon I heard this rustling in the bushes, and out come this, what I thought was a huge jackrabbit, but I got to looking, and that has horns, just like a deer. Well, as it is, I went ahead and shot the darn thing, and it was such a pretty animal. I had it stuffed, and I took it over to my son's game room, and he hung it up in there. What a nice guy. And I'm here to tell you that that is a legitimate animal. I think, I don't know if you could find them anywhere else, but in eastern Washington, that's where I've been hunting a lot. But uh, I just wanted to tell you my story. So you go ahead and brag about whatever you want to. If you've never seen one, I guess that's the way it is. But I've seen one and killed one. Nice talking to you. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Looking Larry. Well, was that shit. what his call? His name was Looking Larry. I, I guess uh, I'm wrong, and uh, now we have proof. So, um, sorry, Lamar. It was really <laughs> shitty of me to to drag you through the mud like that. <sighs> I love the part where he says that he puts out the rabbit call. Yeah. What would that be exactly? You think? That's John's noise for. I thought that was a squirrel call. Gets every ant. Well, it works thirty percent of the time. It works one hundred percent of the time. Like What's sex, that panther. sex panther. <laughs> Make that noise. Animals always look at you like, "Who's the weird person?" You know, like, "What's wrong with that?" Well, he one? just gets their attention, but they yeah. don't come. They're just like, "No," yeah. you know. That's too well, funny. Thanks, looking Larry. Yeah, thank you. Um, I feel like such a heel. Me too. You and me both. Hey, uh, do you know what a tempo is? Like a Ford Tempo, like the car that my brother used to drive. Oh well, yeah, that's a Tempo. That's, um, a, that's the only Tempo I know. You mean Tempo in a song? That's another type of Tempo. In Canada, and I think in some of the American uh, provinces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> American provinces. See, hey, we're, ta- we're taking over, guys. I don't um, call you states. Some Americans call provinces states, and that bugs me, but that's fine. <laughs> um, Okay, They're so very provincial. Yeah, they have this thing called the tempo, which is uh-huh. like a garage that is a temporary garage. So tempo for short. Catchy. Is I know. tempo the brand? It may be like garburator. Like, yeah, because you call the garbage disposal garburators. That garburator salesman was he must have made a lot of money because that's one brand, you know. He must have. It's like Q tip. The the rapper? No, but he's good too. But Q tip in your ears, like you clean oh, your ears up. Because Q tip yeah. is a brand. It's cotton swab. One, two, one, two. Oh. Q tip in your ears. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. Um yeah, once you have a brand name, you know. Yeah, so tempos. So tell me more. Oh, okay. Because the so, only tempo I know is the Ford Tempo stick shift that my brother used to drive that was a diesel. Every once in a while, I uh, I text with uh, a family member, my uncle Kai. Mm-hmm. Kai, Kai Gustav uh, mm-hmm. St. Louis, you know. Um, That's a great middle name. You know, it, it's actually his first name is Gustav. Oh, he's like my papa. Goes yeah. Goes by his middle name. Yep. Uh, so Gustav, Uncle Kai. Uh, oh, I'm going to call him Goose. Can I call him Gus? Thank you I think allow. you could. You, would you allow me, Kai? Kai Gus, 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 Hey, Gus, Gus. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Gus. My grandmother was born in Ferlefto, Sweden, mm-hmm. and then moved to Canada. So there, how you do you know, spell Ferlefto? Uh, S. Hey, my <laughs> my dad asked my grandmother how you spell Ferlefto. Uh, S K Y. No. S K E L L E T E Umlaut A. Skeletia. Skeletia. Uh, How is Skeletia for left? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so 
Okay, so tempos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Kai uh, built a tempo. But as a... And I didn't realize this until my brother-in-law, Mark, mentioned it because I brought it up to Mark. Mm -hmm. I was like, Mark, have you heard about Kai's tempo? And he said, no, what's going on? I said, well, well. he has built mega tempo. So mega, not like mega desk. Yeah, from the office. Mega tempo. Yeah, where you merge two desks to make or a three mega desk. In this case. Yes. Well, I actually think you merge three for Kai mega desk. Decides he's gonna uh, put a tempo up because um, France, mm -hmm. uh, Kai's uh, in law or what is that called? Not in law. In -law. Uh, His girlfriend. Common law marriage though. Like I think. Right? His partner. His partner. There we go. His I don't know when I miss. <laughs> When did I miss that? Like, it's like his, his mother-in-law is what you'd say, an in-law. Yeah, no, that did, I didn't have the right language there. Um, so France... Uh, his, his, his partner. Yeah. So she has uh, appointments that she does every week. Mm -hmm. And um, so Kai takes France and like rather than walk through the, the well, snow... Well, she's in a wheelchair, so it takes, a, you know, it oh, takes yeah, yeah. a minute to get her into the car and everything gets yeah, situated. Yeah, getting situated, right? So rather than go, you know, you're, you're looking out for when winter is going to be bad. Uh, they decide, let's put a tempo so we can go from the house to the car mm -hmm. instead of going through slush and ice on the front porch or whatever. Yeah, dangerous and difficult and all sorts of things. Right. So Kai sends me a video. So He's does like, the tempo come out the front door? Like it's like a little cover and I, then it goes to the par the driveway? Yeah, I, not the front door though. Well, I'm sure you could do it any... I guess it depends on where your front door is too, but yeah. I, I, I'm unfamiliar with tempo. Yeah, uh, the front door's in the front, the back door's in the back. The thing goes to the, the back door, I think, like or the side of the house that, you know, like, because uh, you wouldn't want to go down. But anyways, essentially what Kai has done, and it was awesome, I thought, because I'm a St. Louis, and Mark says, well, that's what you guys do. Uh, mm. Kai has Overdo merged things? three tempos. He has a 70-foot uh, temporary garage built in his yard. <laughs> And he was showing me footage of it, and I laughed so hard because it looked like the Empire Strikes Back, the movie. Um, oh, it was all the white, like the... Yeah, the, the rebel base. It just kept going, you know? And it's like, he's got a, a cage in there. He's got his motorcycle. He's got like a TIE fighter. He's got all sorts of like goodies, Oh, it's like you know? his man cave. It's his, a man cave. Does it have walls to it? Yeah, so it's like a temporary fabric, uh, I think like a vinyl I'm that goes say, over probably it. something that's waterproof. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like, you know, I merged it. I brought out my portable sewing machine and I merged the, the panels. And it, I have to be honest, it looked awesome. That is what the St. Louis do, though. But you know what I did? What'd you do? I egged him on a little bit. I said, Kai, maybe, I don't know, put like some sort of gin still in there or something, you know, mm -hmm. like you can have a little Would it be warm pressure. enough? Do you have to be warm? Oh, I guess you heat your still. Yeah. It's not and he's like, like beer. Ah, I like the upgrade. I was like, yeah, you just be like um, Hawkeye uh, and Pierce on MASH when they had their still, you know? Like, oh, yeah. That's what Nichols' nickname, my papa called Nickel Hawkeye. Yeah. Funny. Did you call him that after MASH? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. What I don't know if you reminded show. him of that or not, because I don't know MASH that well. Mm. I love that show. But Nickel was Hawkeye. I was Stomper always. The uh, the final episode of MASH, from what I remember, mm -hmm. um, was pretty popular, but I think it holds the record for the most views. Oh, really? Like live at the same time, this is the, t the right time. Wow! Like between between the beginning do, of do, uh, do, 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 do. that is such a depressing song. It the is. lyrics. Christina was talking about how the Charlie Brown Christmas song has to be like the most depressing. Like Christmas time is here. I it's so depressing. You know, you grow up with Peanuts, right? <laughs> yes. And, you, you know, these characters, Charlie Brown, Lucy, Linus, and you know, the whole gang, Snoopy. I didn't know... Snoopy Lewis in the news. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The harder rock and roll I, is the Then it would cut to, like, the guy playing the piano and the one dancing. 
Yeah. Linus uh, was on piano Linus. and uh, Pigpen. Pigpen was the dancer. Well, he was one of the dancers. They all got down. They all grew. Yeah, they all grew. The peanuts dancing is the best dancing. That's what I do. I revert to that when I'm at a party. I just That's peanuts not true. Dance. You do a lot of gesturing with your hands. If you get a chance, guns, there's a... Guns, fake finger guns, oh, thumbs ups. Yeah, I do a spinorama every once in a while, too. <laughs> just to drop the beat. You know? mm. Like, Michael, you shouldn't do the spin. Just don't do the spin at all. Day 45, we're back in business. Yeah. <laughs> he spins. Okay, so okay. Uh-huh. if you get a chance, um, and I don't know the name of it, but there's a wonderful documentary out there that talks... About tempos? No. <laughs> we're, we're past the oh, tempos. Oh, we're moving on. Yeah, I know, about uh, Peanuts. Oh. Peanuts, the animated series, which was a, a, a still cartoon. Yes. And then it turned into an animated series. But it talks about um, the illustrator, the storyteller, uh, his life. And I didn't know, but he suffered from, I think, severe depression um, and... He may have had, you know, bouts of mania where it allowed him to draw, uh, draw quite a bit. I'm not wow. sure if that's true or not. The mania part. Isn't but, it the creator of Alf? Isn't it similar? Oh, yeah, that that, was that drug was, induced. That was heroin. Mm, yeah. Um, I know but, there's stories like that out there, though. People who've created amazing things. Um, I know. Yeah. I like where you went there, though. Peanuts is just as good as Alf. I like that alien life force. <laughs> ha! I kill me. I never met a cat I didn't like. Um, <laughs> but no, wait. Let me finish real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the reason why I brought up just triggered my memory is uh, he had done all these great uh, still drawings. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he was approached by a television network. I think it was ABC or maybe N- oh, CBS. Sorry. Uh, and they paid him a ton of money to make the animated film, the Christmas oh, film yeah. that we all come That's to all, know. Yeah. Well, he pours his heart and soul into this thing. And um, they, they looked at it and they said, we, we can't show this. This is so depressing. You, you've given us, you've delivered, you know, a, a bad product. Oh, and he was devastated, know, yes. already depressed, obviously. Yeah. And so <laughs> he said, well, I'd like to buy it from you then. Cause it's, you know, these are my drawings and, and it's an animation. So he bought it and then they turned around and I, I think they played it on, I don't know if it was another network. I, it's been a while since I watched the documentary, but mm-hmm. essentially... But he owned the rights. He owned the rights. Then it gets played on another... Super popular. Becomes the biggest Christmas film ever. It and still if, is. If you haven't seen it, if you're in a different country, um, I'll put a link to it. There's Charlie clips. Brown Christmas, I think it's amazing. what it's called. Um, yeah, that's amazing. That reminds me... Okay, so Charlie Brown Christmas is one of the ones that I watch mm-hmm. every year. And as a kid, I used to watch... It was like Claymation... Do you remember the old claymation Christmas? Yeah. It'd be like Frosty. Rudolph, Frosty and Rudolph. Those are the two stories that you had. But it was like, I love that stuff. And it's, it's. Looked even, forward to it every year when that would, you wouldn't even know when it was going to come on. But man, you, your parents probably knew, but you know, it'd be like a Sunday or a Saturday. It's always like at five or 6 p.m. Like oh, it's a nice man. time for You're a kid, you know? Jammies, you got oh, yeah. hot cocoa. Yep. Put on your jammy jams. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Maybe but you have a fluffy dog. That I think that's is like why I like the nostalgia, like the nostalgic Christmas stuff, like the old school stuff. It was classier. Classy classy. Christmas. That's classy, this year, Sean. We, we didn't even decide to do a tree. Uh, we could put old lights on fiddle leaf over here. Oh my God, we're so depressing. <laughs> This COVID Do you want business. me to get us a tree? I no, can get us a no, tree. No, no. I just frankly didn't know where we'd put it because our apartment's like full. Unless we... You put it in the what? You suck it. You put it and you suck it. And you suck it. You know what? Um, uh, David Wallace mm-hmm. is played by... I forget what his name is. Uh, I'll look it up. Yeah. He's on um, Twitter. Uh, and 
he, he just seems like a very nice person. I don't know anything about him as a, as a person in real life. Andy but Buckley. Yes. Andy Buckley has a Twitter account and he's uh, David Wallace on The Office. And there's a famous scene, the suck it, which is an invention. Once he's laid off from the company, he's going to develop the suck it. And so they have a promo song that he and his son, his son plays drums. I don't know who that is, but that's not David Wallace. <laughs> yeah. David's singing. It's great. It's just frustrated corporate American, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it's so popular that he has a cameo uh, account and he'll do a version of the song Maybe for we, you. Maybe we pay him to cameo suck it for us. I think so. I think we should. Yep. Maybe should I put it in here if I can get him on? Yeah, I don't if know we if, can, we, if we get it in this episode, that'd be awesome. I don't know if, how long it takes. Yeah. He I may have a long list. He, Hopefully he does because you want to see these actors again, going back to yeah, people are out time. of work. Um, and people don't realize, like, I think a lot of people, even on YouTube, people assume, um, popularity about one thing means that you're like rolling in it right and i'm just here to tell you that's not really true there's a lot of working actors in la that just you're chipping barely away get by right and like you'd be surprised and i know some people like uh britney uh max no sleeves girlfriend britney mars she has shared openly about how much they want to pay dancers because she's a professional dancer like she has done ballet forever went to dance school like <laughs> she does that uh ultra um, yeah but they're EDM. not doing that anymore right these giant there's festivals no events, right? right i think that was part of her you know uh, her, her income salary. during the year yeah she toured uh, and she trained yeah. and she also did like a talent you know like acquisition like trying to find good dancers right. going to dance schools and having tryouts all sorts of stuff and um she's super talented but she'll show like call sheets because she's try she does all these things all the time like um going in and uh what's it called like I don't know if it's like auditioning. Read. Yeah, I guess it's just an audition because I don't know if she's really reading for a character. She might be because I know she wants to like act and dance and do that thing. And they'll be like, we need you for three eight hour days and all this stuff. And the pay is two hundred dollars. And you're like, that's like <clears throat> how is how are someone supposed to pay their bills with that? <laughs> like and that's not even that's like pre covid, you guys. That's not even now. And so just know that. I don't know how much David Wallace's care, Andy Buckley, whatever. That's it. I don't know if he's working right now. And I'm sure everyone is he's fighting for He's been in a lot same. of things, though. I have seen him and I'm always like, mm-hmm. yay. Um, anyway, you hope people saved yeah. and were able to save and are insulated enough to survive it. But cameos, And we're not saying that he's, he's broke. I have means, no but, idea. But he I think it's cool that you can pay lodged. an actor directly instead of... Well, remember Ali sent us uh, Brian Barenbaum, right? Uh, Baumgartner. Baumgartner. Baumgarten. I think it's Baumgartner. Yeah. Isn't it? But wishing us a... Kevin from The Office, wishing us a happy anniversary. Oh my God, I heard you guys are huge fans of The Office. It was so cool. He's got a great voice. I saved it. It was in Twitter. Yeah. So cool. So anyway, Cameo is a fun way to support people that you like. Yep. Um, If you're looking to support an artist Mm -hmm. out there that may be on Cameo. And I figure if people are doing well when they do Cameos, they they donate the money to something, you know? Like if people will do it to like... Feeding America or whatever. So mm-hmm. United, uh, what's it called? I forget the other name of the one that's doing a lot of stuff. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, we have many letters to get through. Ooh, okay. I re- Can I read one? Yeah. I want to just say that I acknowledge how many letters have come in. Uh, the inbox is a little full, but we'll get through them. Uh, this is about half. I keep saying uh this week. Sometimes it happens. Uh, you know what's happening? <laughs> uh, bees uh, and butthead are getting in. Uh, the coffee is wearing off. Uh-oh. That's what it is. You need a cappuccino for your bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're saying Beavis and Butthead, but you're acting oh, like teepee. you don't. You know, remember the cappuccino? They get the cappuccino. Oops, sorry. Stand that holds my microphone. There's one. I don't I, know that one. Cappuccino for my butthole? Bunghole, not huh. butthole. Yeah. Bunghole. He goes, 
<laughs> they get all hopped up on coffee. Yeah, and then yeah. they do that. He does that. <laughs> and then he says, I need cappuccino. Cappuccino for my bungle. <laughs> so I'm telling you, look it up. I know there's teepee for my bungle. Yes. That leads into cappuccino for my bungle. Gotcha. You guys. They're coming back. Look it up. Beavis and Butthead are coming back. <laughs> oh but it's going to be live action. So basically Wayne's World. That's wrong. Yeah. I don't like it. No, I think it's awesome. Mike Judge is doing it. He's brilliant. I mean, he's brilliant, but I, I like Beavis and Butthead as the animated characters that I've come to know and love. For sure. But you know, he's like not like Ren and Stimpy. You're like, you can't fuck that up. He's yeah. not going to turn in a dud. I trust anything he makes. Mike okay. Judge has my funny bone. Okay. Okay. We're reading the letters. We're reading Tell the letters. Tell him to give it back. I'm just kidding. Okay. Dear Katie and Sean. Oh, we already did this one. Dear, this is the next one, dear Katie and Sean. Sorry, I'm reading the same thing. They're unconvinced that you're a Canadian. Okay. Oh, yeah. I love your podcast, and I mostly listen to it and to the AKA podcast while going for a walk or at night before going to bed. I think you are hilarious and such a great couple. Oh, thank you. My family's holiday tradition. Oh, I'm excited already. It's not really special, but maybe you will still find it interesting. I'm from Austria. Ooh. Therefore, we celebrate Christmas on the 24th of December. Oh, we do that a lot in the States, too, like Christmas Eve stuff. Yeah. In the afternoon, we go to church. My parents are both pastors, and my father conducts the service. Oh, wow. I hope I translated this right and you understand everything I'm saying. My English is not... The, uh, oh, the yellow from the egg. Das Gelbe vom Ei, as we say in Austria. That's a funny phrase. My English is not... So it's like... It's not the best. It maybe. The best part of the egg is the yellow. Yeah, it is. That's just funny. Okay. It's debatable. I like the, the white part of the egg, too. I like them both. I like eggs. Yeah. Okay. After that, we... Me and my two sisters usually help prepare dinner. For dinner, part of the family eats fondue. Oh, I gotta come over. It's European dish with meat. And my older sister and I eat raclette, a cheese dish. Since we are vegetarian, I'm sold. I'm coming over. After dinner, we open presents and cards, which are called... I'm I'm butchering all of this, and I apologize. Bershrung. It's like Bershnickel. Bershrung. Bershrung in German. We light the candles on the Christmas tree. Again, fire hazards. <laughs> Talk and eat Christmas cookies together. Then my parents have to conduct two additional services later in the evening. It's a busy, it's a working holiday for them. Okay. My little sisters and I usually don't attend these, and we sit comfortably in the living room reading our new books. I sometimes even manage to read a complete book on Christmas Eve. Isn't it nice when you stumble across one of those you can't put down? In our dream house, Katie. Yes. I want to have a reading room. You can have a chair in there. Reading have, rainbow. Yeah, I would like to have a very relaxed setting. I just want a window seat. Yeah, but I I, I would like to have a room that's just for reading. Nothing else Sean goes on Sean wants there. a lot of rooms. He wants like a guitar room and a workout room and then like a man room and now reading room. Serenity by Jan. You know, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. have my own candle room. I'm going to run Smell that. that. Smells like fire. Yeah. Bonfire. Okay. Um, it says, okay, I sometimes even manage to read a complete book on Christmas Eve or as we say, Heligabend. I'm probably butchering that also. When my older sister and my parents come back from service, we go to bed. My sisters and I usually sleep together on the couch in the living room. Oh, that's cute. And this is basically it. Now, now that she's shared, she has some questions for us. Okay. In another podcast, you mentioned that you have a German friend, and I therefore wonder if you can speak or understand some German. I speak German fluently. Go ahead. <laughs> you speak German second best. <laughs> but I don't it's speak definitely it better than my French, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> If yes, how good is your German? And I would love to hear some sentences or words. <clears throat> if no, would you like to learn the language? My brother um, speak used to speak German fluently. He was a double major in college because things like that come easy to my brother. Mm-hmm. 
And so for a while, he was like always speaking German. And there are a couple of phrases that I used to know that now I forget. So I speak no German, mm. I would say. That's how you say terrible. But I would like to learn. I love languages. I think if I could have any superpower, I would want to be able to speak any language, like understand and speak any language. Wouldn't that be fucking amazing? Yeah. I'd the, be like the Babelfish. our Uncle Bobby. Yeah. Bobby is a translator. Yeah. Sean's Uncle Bobby spoke how many languages? Like seven or something? So he claimed I couldn't understand any of it. <laughs> I only His sp- fault, not mine. I only st- understood the French and the English. Okay. I do speak Spanish. It's not this gutter dialect he seemed to have picked up in the streets of Barcelona. <laughs> I learned it from a book. <laughs> I can speak English. I learned it from a book. He did He did speak it very well. Um, there was one thing that my brother used to say all the time, and he's probably, not that my brother listens to this. Maybe he does. Hey, Nick. Um, but there's a phrase he used to say all the time in German because he was fluent. So he, I think it was when he was frustrated or something. He'd be like, ugh. Um, but I don't know any, and I apologize. Okay, number two. That's my hair. That's what Sean, that's Sean's German. Okay, it says, do you like to play board games or card games? Yes, both. We like both. If yes, which ones do you like the most? Uh, Card games. I like uh, gin rummy. I like poker Mm -hmm. uh, and hearts. And I didn't know what hearts was until... I read the book Hearts in Atlantis from Stephen King, which was later turned into a, a, a film. A film. The book is just so well written. Stephen King has this amazing ability to transform or to take you to a certain place. When he's on, he's really on. Well, his and, storytelling, yeah. Yeah, and these guys are playing hearts in college, and it just it, it made me want to play hearts, so I learned how to play. And mm-hmm. so that, boy, that's a long way of saying yes. I like no, to play that's cards. fine. I think that's good. Um, I. I don't know a lot of card games. I used to love, okay, so back in the day, this is, you guys are going to laugh because it's like a funny card game. But when I used to work at this downtown LA, it's called St. Anne's. It's like a home for pregnant or parenting foster teen girls when I, before I went to grad, grad school. So I was like a counselor there. We used to play speed, that card game. And man, I could like kill because you have so much time and the girls would always want to play it. So we'd play it. Right. Um, and I got pretty good at that. So I really enjoyed that game. I think we played that at lunch in high school quite a bit. Oh yeah. It's kind of like an era thing. Cause I'm, when they pulled it out, I was like, Oh my God, we used to play this waiting for soccer to start. Like we right. played on the grass and stuff like buzz. Um, board games. I also enjoy, I even enjoy core card based board games. Like, um, apples to apples. We used to love. And then cards against humanity is hilarious. Oh, it's so good. And then there's new ones we haven't even played that people love that are like the Monopoly one. What's that one? We have Monopoly. It. No, it's um, it's a Monopoly card game. We got it uh, as a gift, and I don't remember gotcha. what it's called. Anyway, also my favorite one right now is What Do You Meme? Oh yeah, that's that a good one. Too. It's just perfect. It's so funny. We played it with my mom and Larry, and it was really hilarious. Okay. Mm. So I love to play all kinds of games with my father and siblings, especially now in quarantine, but my mother doesn't like it at all. Oh, interesting. Hey, to each their own. What are your favorite quarantine activities? Right now there's a lockdown in Austria and I'm bored most of the time and would love some recommendations. Hmm. Favorite quarantine activities, Sean. We're not very good. We are not the people to ask. Well, I made kimchi. I would highly recommend. I mean, you're Austrian, so I'm assuming that you make sauerkraut. It's the same thing, except it has Mm. Korean spices. You add some carrots, which are julienne. Bring julienned. some farts into your home. <laughs> right. Today. Uh, it has garlic. It has some yeah, food, green onion. Food stuff is kind of fun. It is. You know what? Swept the nation. Um, sourdough bread. Sourdough bread. Yeah. It did sweep the nation. It swept the world, maybe. Fermented bread. It is. You got to make the mother. The little, you got to feed uh. it. Uh. Um, 
I don't know if they even call it the mother. Is that what they, I feel like that's what they call it. I think it. it is, yeah. But you have to feed it and keep it going. If you're interested in what I think is exceptional. Or your starter, uh, sorry. Yeah, your starter, your mother starter. <laughs> your, say hello to well, your mother for me. they call the mother when you make, remember we made kombucha for yes. a while. And it has a mother. Like, that weird. It's a scoby. But remember they call it like. Or, Symbiotic. Yeah, scoby and then. The starter, sourdough yep. starter. Yep. So if you're interested in something uh, that will help you on your journey, um, I highly recommend Tom Papa. Oh, Tom Papas. Papas, sorry. Is yeah. it Papas? Yeah. Uh, or is he, it Papa? Maybe it's Papa, Tom Papa. He has a YouTube channel. If you look up T-O-M-P-A-P-A, it'll come up. And just look up bread, the word bread with Tom Papa. Yeah, it's breaking bread. And so he he started a series where he, it's a podcast and he's interviewing people. It's fantastic. He has such a a, a good spirit in terms of. He, it feels, he, he's so excited to be there with you. And Maya, the girl who edits for him and does all this, the behind the scenes stuff, she's hilarious too. And their powers combined make for a very lovely viewing experience yep. where he shows you how to make sourdough. He's like in love with making bread. And I would love to befriend him if not for anything, just to like in, be in his energy. I would and trade also hot get sauce the sourdough bread. Yeah. I think he lives in LA. I think he lives in the Valley, he said. Yeah, well, he was at Vito's, our pizza place, with That's Vito. That's true, and he talked to Vito. And, you know, Vito's a, an old school guy from New Jersey mm-hmm. who makes killer pie. Killer if, pizza pie, you guys. You know, North America has a lot of things going for it. One of them is understanding how well to make a hamburger. The mm-hmm. other is pizzas. We do make a damn good cheeseburger Man, in LA. Vito makes such a pie. It's delicious. Um, but so I think food stuff, if there's something you want to learn, now's a great time to try to master it. Oh, yeah. And I think I so I cannot recommend Where the Crawdads Sing that book anymore. So good. Such a great book. Where do they sing, Katie? In the swamps. And I think it's North Carolina. Cool. It's such a cool. It's Context a, is everything. Man, I read that so quickly. I started off kind of slow and then boom, finished it. Um, and I haven't picked up. Uh, the little fires everywhere because I know people said it's like addicting and so I was waiting for like holiday and then I was going to read that and then the Think and Grow Rich book. My uh, novel reading skills Mm -hmm. or my fiction I should say reading skills are very rusty Mm -hmm. and I think something happened over the last decade where I just started consuming a lot of nonfiction material news print Mm -hmm. uh, television. We love history too so I love history and that works you know if if they're relatively uninterpreted historical stories. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not embellished as much. Uh, but when I flip into a fiction, That's I have a fun. hard time, but it's like a muscle that it you're not using. It takes a minute, but I enjoy being transported, especially now, into a whole nother world. Cool. Like, take me somewhere that isn't now. I wonder if we should start a book club. We totally could. But then we'd have to hold ourselves accountable to reading it. I'm pretty good about being accountable when we create, when we put something out there online, mm-hmm. like some of our segments haven't gone anywhere. But also, Sean has this problem where we're already fully booked and busy, booked and busy, baby. And Sean will be like, "Let's put more in this yeah. kettle that a, is already full." Hey, you want to start a kombucha <laughs> like, company? Like the pillowcases when we hadn't even launched them, you guys. He's like, "What else do you think we can make? Can we make like weighted blankets or maybe some masks? Or I don't know, some other covers and some I don't know. Maybe what about slippers?" And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa babe." babe. <laughs> Hey, babe. Okay. Um, so quarantine activities, we're loving the food stuff. I'm also loving, and maybe it's me, but I have activities that like I haven't been doing. Um, like I have a tie dye t-shirt I want to do because TikTok Ooh. sent that tie dye kit. Um, things that I've been putting off 
I've been trying to slowly check those things off on my list. And then I feel very accomplished. And there aren't like, it's not like to do's like organize the closet. It's more like I've always been wanting to do this thing and I just haven't made the time. I've been making time for that. But we're and then prob- when you do it, you say, ta-da. And then we go on long walks, but we're not the best people to ask. Ugh. Sorry. Okay. Next question. Would you rather freeze to death or burn alive and why? Oh, this is a good question. Uh, I've pondered it, interestingly enough, because mm-hmm. I have been trapped outdoors a couple of times in my life. In the cold? In the cold. Uh, one time I thought I was going to freeze to death. Mm-hmm. I really thought that. That's, um, that's a trauma. It's a yeah. big T trauma. I, <laughs> Me and a buddy, Tom Shaw, were going to meet uh, some girls. Sounds we're, like an accountant. Is that what he is now? Tommy Tom Shaw? Shaw? No, uh you know what I mean? Tom I Shaw, accounting. He's like a food and beverage director at he a hotel. He should be an accountant. Tell yeah. him to switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, or he manages, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, we don't really stay in touch. I'll ping him every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but PJ stays in touch with him. He's, he's part of our original group in Montreal in high school. In fact, Tommy was in my first grade. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So, mm-hmm. but you know, anyways. Um, when your teachers used to wear leather pants and smoke in the classroom? Pretty much. Those were only the French teachers though. Um, so. <laughs> That's true. My French teacher. I know. In, I'm not making. I'm not. <laughs> in the I can't, fourth grade. I couldn't make the shit up, you guys. Yeah. Uh, so, but um, where was I going with? Would that? you rather freeze to death or burn alive? Oh, Tommy and I were going to uh, meet some girls at this. Uh, I'll kill them. Who are they? Yeah. Right. Um, at this dance club called the Box in Dorval, mm. and we had to take the bus there. And uh, did you miss the last bus? We missed the last bus, but we were dressed like you know young kids trying to be cool in the middle oh, so you didn't dead bring of your winter big jacket i was wearing uh leather shoes oh no jeans oh no uh, no long johns nope i had a uh, a flannel shirt on no jacket. and i had a, a leather jacket and my oh, hair greased no. up what are you like in fucking los angeles well so we looked pretty cool but man we were cold. cold so the plan is grab the bus and head home which wouldn't be that far because from dorval to tom's place uh it's kind of a straight shoot but we missed the bus and then we're tra- trapped basically with no way of getting home and no cell phones. You got to find a pay phone. Yeah, it's back in the old days. You guys. So we decide, Hey, listen, and this is before you can even look up bus lines. You just had to know where the bus line went. Well, yeah. Cause were- you, otherwise, well, do the, just out of curiosity, cause I used to ride the bus in Seattle, but this is like flash forward a ton of years earlier. Yeah. It didn't have the plans up there. Cause they'd always have like the routes at the stop. Not everyone had that though. Like oh. only the major, artery the intersection bus uh, oh yeah, so yeah. you couldn't even get, show up and be like huh okay no. i need to hop onto the yellow or this you know whatever so dead of winter we meet these girls it was great we go to the you know dance mm-hmm. at this uh teenage bar it wasn't really a bar you have soda pop or whatever you know yeah uh soda pop we are trudging home through the snow in her and it's very cold and we miss the bus and so then we have to go to the next connector like the next major artery and oh, by that point th- i was so cold and I'm like, I think. 13. Is that why your ears still hurt? Is that when that happened? My ears and my fingers are still damaged. Like they were so frozen. And my big toe on my left foot. <laughs> I had frostbite <laughs> had everywhere. frostbite, yeah. But it was it was real frostbite. It wasn't just like, because there's light frostbite. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. But like hardcore frostbite. I when, don't actually know what you're talking about. I mean, I understand. Yeah. And I, I say yes. But I've never experienced any of that. Yeah. Anyways. So there you have it, kids. Uh, so would you rather... F- I would rather burn, burn in the sun somewhere than freeze for sure. I've already froze once yeah. and it wasn't, you know, like 
I don't really like either, but I will. I mean, obviously nobody likes either. Um, these aren't good. This isn't like a, a, there's not a good answer. But if I was on a beach in Mexico and it was really warm and I just fell asleep. Well, I think you're burn alive. So I think you're like on fire. Ooh. Okay. This is dark. I, I'd rather burn alive. I think it's faster. Good point. Unless they also, drop I don't you like, like being cold. Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. And then I just evaporate. Right. Yeah. That's why I don't like being cold. Being cold is that's why when Sean's like, oh, Katie, we could totally move back into Canada and we could move to the mountains and be. And I'm like, no, freezing, hate it. Never like being cold as a kid. I get cold so easily, too. And I'll get cold like to my bones where then it takes me a long time. Like I'll be in the shower like and it's like hot and I'll have the heater on in the bathroom and then I'll get out and I'm still like it takes me so long to warm up because I'm cold to the bone. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's different than being cold. Cold to the bone. I don't like it. I say no. Okay. Say yet. None of that. Okay. Number five. Do you believe in God and something like that? And and why mm. or why not? Did you grow up religious? So we I have did very not, different stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not grow up religious, uh, although I lived in a province that was very religious. And you the could, Catholicism was strong in very Quebec. Very strong. Mm-hmm. You couldn't go to school when I was a kid unless you had a birth certificate that was certified uh, from the church, I believe, because the government wasn't the originator of the birth certificate in the 70s. I don't Hence know. why people came to America. No. <laughs> Freedom of religion. Right. Uh, so um, Didn't I had have to get baptized. Yeah, I had to get baptized. I had to get into the, the steps of Catholicism to get my paperwork. Once I got it, I bounced. But you know, I don't think your family's religious at all. We weren't. I mean, yeah, not I was like, I don't all. think anybody goes to church now. No. Not yeah. even then when we were, yeah. when I was younger, but we did have a, a you know, some interactions because I went mm-hmm. to a Catholic school my whole life and uh, I would get out of class by reading, you know, the texts uh, for, for when we would have. Oh, uh, like the Bible? Is that yeah. What you mean by texts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for the other people, we'd have like a mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I was like, poor, sorry guys. It's been, a, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> you mean uh, the service? Mass? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At a Catholic school, you, you'll have mass sometimes, you know, for especially for the mm-hmm. holidays or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Easter's coming up, so you have Easter mass. Yep. And I would volunteer to, so I wouldn't say I believed in God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it definitely got me out of class sometimes, so I believed enough, right? So why why don't you believe in God? That's part of the question. Mm, I think the way uh, people explain religion or God right now is really just a piece of the puzzle, and it's a way to make sense of things. Mm-hmm. I do believe that there is something out there, um, but it's not a dude sitting on a cloud the way it's painted. Uh, yeah. Well, you know. With that said, I'm pretty sure that there's 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 more to the picture. So I don't think that's necessarily spiritual, but I think that if you are silent, which I hardly ever am, you can tune (laughs) into some very interesting things. 100%. I agree with that 100%. Also, it's funny. I always think back to the 70s show where Fez really wants to date, find a girl to date. Okay. And um, I'm forgetting Ashton Kutcher's character's name. But anyway, Ashton Kutcher's character is like, because Fez is having a tough time with the girls, but he just really wants to find a nice girl. You know, you always feel for Fez. You're like, he's a nice guy. But um, anyway, he's like, you know what, Fez? I got the place for you. We're going to go to to a place where we can find you. Because Fez is like, a, you know, he's having a tough time even with, with the pretty girls. And then uh, Ashton Kutcher's character is like, well, we have to find you some girls who are like more at your level, like the ugly girls. 
And Fez is like, what? And he's like, I'll take you to a place where the ugly girls pray to get pretty. And he takes him to church. (laughs) But the reason that I always think of that is because I do think there is something to church in that it gives people hope. It gives people a focus and it it gives people rules and people like structure. And and I'm always thankful because I was raised in church. I'm always thankful that I was because in a lot of ways, like we talk about our childhoods and I'm like, your parents, what? Oh my, no. Like, and I was a goody two shoes and I'm I'm fine with that. Um, we had rules. We totally had rules. But I mean, where church comes into place. So growing up, like we had structure in terms of what we were allowed to do. No, but they, you would just would run amok at night because no one was watching you and you'd get away no, with things that like. Not really. I mean, like any teenager, but. No, no, not like me. That's what I'm saying. It's different than my experience. But you also lived out in the countryside and I lived in the suburbs. Suburban kid life is a little different. Uh, especially when you have a city close by and I your think parents culture- weren't strict though they weren't like no. there all the time checking up on your homework and like active and making yeah. sure you're doing like mine were that way so i didn't really get like right it's just different but i think what the church does offer uh for people is like community and not for everyone no a moral compass yeah you're trying to instill some basic framework like hey mm-hmm. don't be a shithead you know, typically in Christianity, that's what goes on, right? It's like, yeah, I mean, do unto others as you do in your side. Da, 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 the I mean, there's rule. more than that, but yes, that's a huge part of it. It keeps kids out of trouble. I think that's why I'm grateful for it. So I was raised Pentecostal, but not like the snake charming type. I don't even know. I didn't even know that was a thing until like, you know, reality television. <laughs> but anyway, we, um, so I was raised in the church forever and we would, I mean, I was part of youth group. I sang in youth group. I was super, super active, even went on like a, a trip down to Mexico to like help build a school and a well and all sorts of stuff. Um, so I've d- I did a ton of things in church. And then when I came, so I battled with my own religious per, uh, belief system, I guess that's the way I'd put it, or my own, what I wanted for me. I battled with that when I went away to college. So I went away to college and I went to a Christian university. Pepperdine's a Christian university, if you don't realize. And we had to go to church at least once a week. And you had to go to convocation where you get like your little thing stamp that you were there and it ca- it counts for like a half of a unit so it's a jesus really, passport no it's just your card your little uh, student id which i'd assume now is like in their phones and they like boop but we weren't quite there they yet. didn't trust you to do it well we used to send like one person to scan in all the ids <laughs> there's a great movie about religion uh in the 60s mm-hmm. these guys at a private uh catholic school mm-hmm. run by the jesuits and if you don't know who the jesuits are it doesn't matter but it's a, aren't they a, the teachers uh, yeah it's yeah. the brotherhood in the catholic church that teaches there's them and I think uh, another, the Fr- no, not the Franciscans. Anyways, there's all these different brotherhoods. This movie is great. Heaven help us. I can't recommend recommend it enough. Johnny Drama is in it. Actually, oh really? From, yeah, that's how. That's anyways, funny. It's great from Entourage. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we, uh, Pepperdine's not a Jesuit school. It's a Church of Christ. Anyway. So I grew up religious. And then when I went to school, went away to college and even in my like later years of school, like in high school, I started questioning it and I didn't really know if I wanted to be part of it. And then I went to school and I didn't go. I went to service a couple times, like as a, as a freshman in college. And then I want to say it was like my junior or senior year where I just decided that like the answers that I would get from church weren't sufficient for me. And a lot of it was just based on like moral compass and control and things that I really didn't want to be a part of a lot of judgment. Yeah. I don't like the judgy wedgy (laughs) stuff of uh, religion. And I didn't like the fact that like, I just, I think it's, 
and this is these are my thoughts uh, for whatever you know take take what you want leave the rest from from my standpoint i don't believe that there's anything wrong with cursing i don't think there's anything wrong with using the lord's name in vain i don't think there's anything wrong with having sex before marriage i think there's something wrong with being a jackass of a human and treating other people poorly i definitely believe in like the golden rule if you want to say like do unto others as you have them do unto you and i frankly don't need to sit in a sermon every week having someone tell me how to be a better version of myself when I'm already doing that work myself. I don't really think I need that. But I do believe that there's something greater at play. And I've, my grandma and I talk, I should actually bring this up to her when I talk to her, like in the next couple days, we have this uh, gift, or weird thing. I know. It's not like we're uh, inhuman or anything, (laughs) have like a weird gift where we see the future. But we both have these weird visions of situations in dreams. Or if I'm spacing out, I'll sometimes like think of something and be like, what was that? And then I'll have deja vu, like flash forward. It could be a year. It could be I a month. That. And, and we've talked about it because my mom's like, I don't get that. But you and my grandma and I, the way we describe it, mom's like, you guys have the same thing. And then we talk to each other about it. Cause I didn't know. Do you talk without talking though? No. Do you guys just stare at each <laughs> no, other? No, it's not like that. But Grandma, never, can you hear me? I'd never told anybody because it sounds really weird. And my grandma had never told, like she told my mom and a few people, but you don't tell anybody because it makes you sound like a goddamn lunatic. But it's like the way I've, <laughs> my grandma and I both have kind of interpreted it, sim, interpreted it similarly. Wow. Interpreted. Um, but our interpretation has been similar over the years because I use it as a way to be like, I'm on the right track. Like a very. A little beacon mm-hmm. to be like, like oh going yep, the right way it's the right path like uh there was one i've had a couple big ones that like stand out to me but one was i was sitting around a table a circular table in a place i hadn't been before i didn't know where i was and i didn't recognize anybody at the table but we were clearly friends and we were having a conversation and this was when i was let's say in like fourth or fifth grade or something like that flash forward to our new middle school getting built and me being like the second grade into it. It was a whole new building. It was there. And I was sitting there with people that I'd met in my home group. It was just weird. That's how you know God exists because he's a funny guy. (laughs) He's like, watch this. I'm going to give her a totally useless gift. You're going to have the power to see into the future. Yes, Lord. But it's useless. No, but it- (laughs) You will be standing next to a round table. Are there lottery numbers on the table, Lord? It doesn't work like that. But I don't even know what what it's about. But then I also had this vision- and I don't even call them visions. I had a dream. That's what they usually are. So I had a dream once that I was like, had to go on stage and I was really nervous and I wasn't really sure what I was doing. And I didn't know any of the people that were like sitting with me and trying to help me or what was happening. Um, and I go out and it was VidCon Amsterdam. No shit. And so I have weird things. It's not a ton of them. There aren't a lot of them. Like I'm 37 and this, I can think of like six or seven that I've had, but they happen they happen without me realizing it because I'll have a funny dream and I won't even remember the dream necessarily. And then I'll have deja vu when it's happening Mm. where I'm like, Oh my God, I've been here before. Yeah. Oh, I dreamt about that. Mm -hmm. And I'll say that sometimes like, Oh, my basic comprehension of the scenario is that, uh, while I don't think God necessarily exists, I think we tune in. We're like stereo stereo receivers, Mm -hmm. uh, basically turn into a frequency and you, you have access to more than what we practice today. I think that oh, totally. Uh, when you when you hear people who are re- really religious who practice uh, 
but even like people who practice meditation, right? Yeah. So you can practice things and I think you can tune into, because I had this one instance, now I'm getting real weird and woo woo on you guys. And so just hang in. I remember being a kid, I was probably like 12 or 13 and I was laying in my bedroom and I can still envision it because my mom had these, um, uh, I'm gonna have to look up what they're called, but they're little drawings and they're religious drawings. So they're little kid things and they're like little big eyed kids. Uh, Cherubs? No, those no, are big cheeks. No, anyway. They're drawings and they have little, uh, you know, psalms with like scripture that's on them. I'll, I'll figure it out in a second. Anyway, so she had those up in the corner of my room, like next to my closet. And I remember looking at it and, and feeling, because I've always had this, I'm very adult for my age. I've always been like an old soul. Like my mom would be like, why are you asking? Like existential dread. My mom's like, why are you asking this? You're like four years old or seven years old or whatever. I'm like, but I'm worried about the future. Um, I remember laying in bed and all of a sudden realizing just how young I was and how vast the universe was, which I know sounds fucking nuts, but it was like this realization of like, wow, I think this is all a big deal and it's not. You know, it's crazy. I mean, just one step Mm -hmm. further than that. Mm -hmm. The difference between humans Mm -hmm. and other primates and the ability to envision that is so different. Like we're very, we're a lot smarter than other primates. And how did that happen? Like this evolution of of consciousness of of how we learn but yeah. then to have a thought like that this brain is it's a wonderful gift i mean yeah really. and i think you could if you give it an opportunity and you're open to at least experiencing it and no judgments around it like that sounds pretty crazy but whatever it was it was a a big eye-opening moment to, for me where i as a a teenager was like the world oh, things are so hard for me and i was like it's not that big of a deal you have a long life ahead of you. This little thing is not that important. And the world is way more vast than you can imagine. Perspective. Yeah. But it was like a, like it, someone had been like, don't worry. And so at the time I was like, Oh, you mean it was like an outer force kind of, it just felt like that thought was like dropped in. It wasn't like I felt around and slowly pieced it together. It was like a realization, which is kind of cool. And if you were religious, you could say, oh, that was God speaking to me. And if you're not, it could be like, wow, you had like an intense realization, at, right. like in deep contemplation that came, it revealed itself. Um, uh, <clears throat> it's I didn't have that revelation till later in life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, precious moments. That's what those things are called. Oh, Those little drawings, you guys can look them up or you can find and put it on the screen because they're ridiculous and, and they're very cute. But anyway, so yes, I was raised, raised religious. Um but I'm actually more, I think it's the science brain of me and the part of me that enjoys like research and evidence and that makes, that makes religion very hokey to me. It seems a little antiquated. Some of the stories they're telling yeah. us now to, to match up. I mean, science is moving so quick. If someone told you the stuff in the Bible 200 years ago, 300 years ago, okay, maybe because we didn't have as much science. Mm-hmm. Science is really dominating in this field right now and religion is having to catch up and that would be the argument right like that me having that realization but people could say oh you were in an intense meditation you just didn't realize it and blah 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 it opened up you know i don't know i agree with that 100 percent. it's just that i think we're learning so much right now and at some point there may be a grand reckoning uh, Mm -hmm. a reformation where religion folds into this yeah and we start to understand oh and if it is a an old dude on a cloud I'll be like, holy shit, man. Hey, we'll make a retraction. And then you kick him in the nuts and no. you say, you did a lot of shitty things to people, buddy. You no, know, that's, I get mad about God a lot. 
when people are like, oh, he, but he allowed a, that to happen. Plan. There's a bigger plan. Like, he wouldn't no. give you anything you couldn't get through. You're like, no, this is this homeboy is a fucking shitty person. He should never have been created. It, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I have you know, trouble with that. 15 too. million people killed during the Second World War. Uh, where was God then? Yeah, COVID's taken all sorts of people. Why isn't this? Well, just... there's a plan, Katie. And then mm-hmm. that gets me. Sean, fuck, man. Um, but no, I don't believe in God either. Um, because I think that's like a very, to, in my opinion, it's a very limited idea. So, okay. That was an intense conversation. I enjoyed it. Okay. It says, by the way, I thought your conversation about college and student loans was very interesting. And I wanted to let you know that in Austria, Germany, and some other European countries, you almost don't have to pay anything to go to college. In Austria, we have to pay approximately $20 per semester. No and kidding. It, that's crazy. And if you need to study longer than the predetermined amount of semesters, you have to pay like 200 or $300 per semester. So you're motivated to get through it. I like that. Also, there are some private universities where you have to pay a lot, but in general, everyone has the opportunity to a higher education, regardless of their financial situation, without having to go into debt. Fantastic. I know that we are very privileged in this context, and I strongly believe that higher education should be free or far less expensive in every country and state. I agree. I think it would behoove a country to support people getting higher education. Like, why wouldn't you want a more educated class of people? Why wouldn't you want people learning more skills? Yeah. Like trade school should be free. You I want more electricians and plumbers? You should, that should be incentivized. Do you want more doctors? That should be incentivized. As you're going through school though, I think that they should give people a break where mm-hmm. like you had to work while you were going to school. Mm-hmm. I think you should do school and then work school and then work. So semester on semester off or something of that nature. Like PJ where, did. Yes. And mm-hmm. so that you, you have real world experience that's coupled with what you're working on in school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Wow. It sounds wonderful though, to have uh, access to higher education at that price point. But we've debated you wanting to go back and finish. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the financial, not now it's time, but back when we were talking about it years and years ago, it was the financial component of like, okay, well maybe we start out at, you know, uh, Santa Monica Community College and like, okay, we could do that. And you know, it's, it's a thing you have to consider, which is really unfortunate because I think that limits a lot of people. And then I think we're losing out on potential. Plus, I'd have to quit my stripping job. <laughs> Shut up. He's <laughs> such a liar. Well, you can't do both. I mean. Okay. And now, a small challenge for you, if you want to. Read the following German tongue twister out loud. Oh, God. Zwisch- How about it? Zwischen <laughs> That is a long ass word. Gesundheit. Sitzen zwei. Did I hear a Chardonnay in there? <laughs> a lot of Switzerland. Translated, it means two chirping swallows are sitting between two plum tree branches. Oh. That's much easier to say. Zwischen zwei. <laughs> 30 dirty birds sitting on a curb, Zwitsch, chirping and a burping and eating dirty Zwitsch worms. Zwischen baum zweigen. Sitzen zwei. Switch or nay. A tripping and a burping bin. and eating dirty worms. Zwalben. Yeah. yeah. Well, Love there you and go, greetings folks. from Austria, Marie. Thanks, Marie. Marie Concierge you're awesome. Marie. <laughs> <laughs> it's how you say wonderful. I love okay. the fact that uh, another Austrian has appeared. I know. We have a, we have two active Austrians that we know of now. Christoph and Marie. I know. Looks wonderful too. Yeah. Oh, uh Christoph sent photos of his dogs. Oh, yeah. The dog pack. Can we show them? Uh, I'll put them on the screen. Okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Can I move into another one or do you yeah, want to take a break? I feel bad because I'm like hijacking with these long stories. I enjoy but... your long diatribes and stories. Okay. 
do do continue. After also, every podcast, that I religious ask. conversation is very interesting, and I think I enjoy taking questions very seriously. That's something that's frustrated me actually about YouTubers and the questions they receive from their audience, and just taking things like "Yeah, no, of course, boo," and then move on. I, I maybe it's the psychology, like the psychology type of person that I am, or. I also just enjoy deeper conversations. I kind of find this interesting because we don't really have a plan for our podcast. No, we have no plan. So when you send in a letter, we can kind of interact with it. And it's like there's a third person in the conversation. Uh-huh. A man, no plan, Panama. Y'all ready for this? We are. Hello, Katie and Sean. Sorry, Sean. This one's more for Katie this time. Have you heard of the Netflix show called Atypical? I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. It's about a teen boy who is on the autism spectrum who wants to be independent and get a girlfriend. On his journey of self-discovery, his whole family is on a path to discover their own issues. Oh, I kind of like it. I'm not on the spectrum, but I think it's a really great representation of being on the spectrum. If I'm wrong, I'm very, very sorry. Anyways, if you've not watched it, I highly recommend it. Thank you, Aaron. I, I have heard of it, I, but we haven't watched it at all. One thing that I really like that is happening on television mm-hmm. is that it seems like um, Holly, I guess Hollywood or whoever is creating content, they're not glossing over mental health issues anymore. Yeah, they're diving right in. And they're not um, making it gratuitous or, uh, yes, some shows do a bad job, but more often than not, I I seem to hear from people that they're enjoying the content, that it's it's well done. Yeah. Uh, that, that they took the time to well, actually... Well, they have psychologists or therapists as writers mm-hmm. or at least as uh, consultants. Some so. shows get it right. Uh-huh. Some don't, and that's fine. It, but we're so much further along than... Like, I didn't like, like 13 Reasons Why. Hey, I was Tina, like, you know, back in the mm-hmm. 80s. The more you know... Hey, Tina, uh, you should just eat something. Yeah, Tina. <laughs> it was yeah. like the worst after they school special. They gloss over things that weren't good, yeah. Now, you know, they're, they really... Um, I think they do their research. Yeah, I think they do too. And I think that it shows and then it ends up being like she's saying, she thinks it's a great representation or she assumes it is. And it's really great. So autism fascinates me. Um, Well, I feel like a lot of things that we, for a period of time, like ADHD as well, and I'm not lumping autism spectrum disorders and ADHD together, but I think in a lot of ways we have lumped these things as mental illnesses. And I would argue that it's like, we just think differently. We have to figure out a way to work with our brain instead of against it. Cause we not everyone learns the same either. Like I actually learned best through teaching someone else about it. I know you, you have a, an interesting habit and it's not a bad thing or a good thing, but you have to say it out loud to someone else or hear it from someone else for it to be registered, not registered, but, uh, why do I keep saying, uh, I don't know. But for, for it to really click for you, it seems like that's kind of how you, you that's how I learn. And yeah. it's, it's really interesting. And at first I was like, why, why are you reading why it back you, to me? Why are you? But, but yeah. it's, it's fascinating. Or when I was even writing the book, I'd come into the office where you were working. I'd be like, so let me tell you about this. And I'd tell you about like how memories are formed and stored and why. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah. But anyway, I find that everybody learns differently. And instead of categorizing people as like, ill or like they have a problem i'm like no people's brains just work differently like when i uh remember caleb reached out the fitness marshal love him he's wonderful and they just hit three million subscribers so no shit they Um, they deserve to uh be as popular as they are he works so fucking hard and he's super talented really i just love them couldn't love him and cameron more yep and Haley, and also allison the whole team is really funny she's really funny i wish she lived here um but anyway 
he had reached out because he has ADHD. Okay. And he was like, I feel so selfish all the time because of my ADHD. He's like, would you do a video about it? And I was like, sure, send me over your questions about it. And so he sent me like a text of like, burr, 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 these are all the things. And I made that video. Does ADHD make me selfish? And it's more that ADHD brains are uh, like, uh, how to ADHD? Jessica McCabe says it best. She says Fantastic content. Their uh, ADHD brains are like heat seeking missiles for dopamine. So they're looking for things to that excite them and make them feel good. And so that can make you kind of impulsive. It can make you not want to do the things that aren't exciting. Boy, this sounds familiar. I know. But we have we have our suspicions about Sean. <laughs> yeah, you know. But the things that aren't exciting, then we tend to not do them as well. We put them off and we might not be as thorough as the things that we really enjoy. And so finding the things that you enjoy and honing in on that and then maybe, you know, if you can getting other people to do the other things, you know, anyway. So I find it very interesting. And I feel like sometimes we talk about certain quote unquote mental illnesses when I don't really think that's what, how it should be discussed. It's like, how do we work with our brains? And again, I don't know as much about autism spectrum disorders, but from what I know from a lot of people on the spectrum is we we can work with our brain instead of against it. We shouldn't have everybody have to like form to this one way. So. I find the world of psychology very interesting uh, when it comes to testing for uh, mental... Testing. Var- I'm going to call it mental variance. It's not deficiency, it's not an ailment, but a variance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, But the people whose job it is to evaluate somebody, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. They, they sit down. That's why it's called atypical. You're a- atypical. It's not typical, different. A variance. See, I also find that uh, a silly way of describing things. The English language is weird. Atypical, so close to being typical. It's a typical thing, right? No, Which is, no, I know it's confusing no. this language. No, I didn't say that. I and, said no. no but it's the I same don't thing with, with symmetrical <laughs> or asymmetrical. You're like, yes, it is an asymmetrical thing, or it's asymmetrical. I don't like. It's one word. It's not it's two words. It's very different. Well, yes, but that's why English is is. It's got very difficult some really for people to learn. Things. For me, I, those two. Really but my me. cousin Matthew had shared like a, I forget what it was, but like a meme where it was like, we wonder why people struggle to learn English. And it was like using the same words in different ways. I forget what it was, you guys. I'm going to, I'm going to fuck it up. I don't want to say it. But, don't, like, don't, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was something like that where it was like there, 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 yeah. like there is in there, us, our thing. T-H-E-I-R, T-H-E-R-E, and T-H-Y apostrophe R-E. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the or where, person who, where, where, and where. The guys who wrote languages. It doesn't yeah. matter what language it is. But they got lazy and cut some fucking corners, okay? <laughs> so in English, mm-hmm. and I'm sure this happens in every other language, and I know it happens in French, synonyms and homonyms are just fucking lazy, Okay. Okay. You shouldn't be able to use the same word for something different and well, pronounce times, it the same way. It'd be different if it was like... They're spelled differently, but the, they're pronounced the same. Katie, look how... Sean <laughs> likes to cut out all the problems that he creates in the podcast and not let anything stay in of him... It's the editor. Fl- ...flubbing. Yeah, <laughs> I, maybe I'll just fast roll it. Hey, y'all. I'm Paula Dean. Okay. I have a solution for your search for a perfect home and an embarrassing story. But first perfect home for the past several episodes you mentioned you're looking for a new home and i'm not going to suggest where to live even though my home city of boston is the greatest city in the world with the world-class schools hospitals, sports teams in the in the world 
It's the greatest city with world class. So world class. I love Boston. I gotta pause right there. Uh-huh. I have a love hate with Boston. Well, I don't like the Bruins. They I can... love people from Massachusetts. First Massachusetts. Of all. Sorry, you're pronouncing it wrong. Right. <laughs> Mass holes are great. <laughs> But like it is a wonderful, wonderful state. Mm-hmm. And if anyone um, wants to travel somewhere in the United States, go to Boston. Oh, oh man. they're so friendly, and it's packed with history. It is. It's beautiful. the The first the food is delicious. The food is delicious. The, the people are cool. The food is delicious. The people are cool. Little Italy is awesome. And then all the surrounding areas, the boroughs. Yes, Worcester. New York. Yeah, Worcester. <laughs> Worcester. 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 It's a great place. Uh, yeah. The the. Massachusetts, I can't say enough, but yeah. Boston specifically has some amazing things to it. And the so only that's reason the I love. don't like them is the Bruins. Yeah, pretty much. That's the funny. rivalry in hockey. Yeah. But my favorite hockey player of all time. You know, who's went there? Is, is there. a Southie, Chris Nyland. Okay. I don't even know who that is. Knuckles Nyland. He might as well have told me it's Willie Van- Millie Vanilli. Yeah. He, it's an amazing story. He's from uh, South Boston, but he ends up playing in Montreal. Is South Boston like the tough part? Yeah, it's, put it's pretty... Up, put them up. It's where Whitey Bulger's from. And, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. He lived not far from me. He I was used to captured live, here in Santa Monica. I used to live on 5th and California. We already talked about this. And he was you on 10th. You should never kick an old man down the stairs. But that guy... Should be sh- kicked down the stairs. What a I like bag. that they... I don't like, but he was wearing like a white linen suit, that fucking piece of trash. And they were like, get on your knees. And he's like, I don't want to ruin my suit. And they're like, get on your knees or we'll shoot you. And he got on his knees. I his wish there was like a- dog turds I could have put down. So you have to put his knees in some dog turds. That person is a psychopath. Mm-hmm. He's dead. Uh, thankfully. He died is, in prison. He's right? a bad human. Really bad person. Okay. okay. Well, this well, we went off on a whole tangent, but Boston, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. We love it. I would love to go back to Boston. Amazing food, amazing but people. Th- they're not even here to talk about that. They love Boston. It's the oh. greatest city in the world, but it's not even about that. We're here, or I'm here, to suggest a type of home. Oh. <laughs> this type of house is modernized, eco-friendly, designed to your specifications, and affordable. <gasps> what is the type of home? Well, Sean and Katie, I'm just so excited to tell you that the home will change your lives. You'll think to yourselves, why didn't we do this sooner? And I wonder how you could live your lives without it. And no, I'm not filibustering to fill up the suspense. Ladies and gentlemen and non-binary binary pals, Katie and Sean's new house is a tiny house. Ah, uh, yes. The thing I, is, the we're tiny needing house, more space. But we could have several tiny houses. True, we could have a, a tiny of, office, a tiny, tiny house. They're great. Imagine having 500 spacious square feet. <laughs> I'm having trouble speaking. Katie, welcome to my world. Every week. 500 spacious square feet. I don't know why that was so hard to say. Of living space. You can build them practically anywhere or take them on the road. Beside the mortgage, all you need to worry about is power, water, and sewage hookups. You can also get power from solar panels for heat and electricity. Use a compost toilet if you decide to do gardening. And best of all, the mortgage payments and property taxes will be super low, subject to credit score interest rates and state and municipality taxes. I mean, you know, this is the greatest idea in the world. However, if you need more space, for whatever reason, there are 600 square foot homes, but that's for those who have a family. What are you waiting for? There is no way that you can say no to the greatest idea in the world. So Sean and Katie, what do you say? Say yes right now. Let's do this thing. Say it. Say it. You buy a tiny house. Three, two, one. Now, I'm buying now, a tiny now. house, everybody. <laughs> Katie and I are buying a tiny house. I'm excited. I love it. It's a Dwight method. Buy it. Three, two, do it. Five, three, two, one, do it. Buy it. Tell me you'll sell me your car. Okay. That was awesome. And uh, yeah, I love this. David redacted. Okay. Hey, uh, honestly, I do like a tiny house. I think they're fantastic. 
I look at them all the time on Instagram. I think they're adorable. If we didn't work where we lived, that's pot. But I want dogs too, and I feel like that might get type. I have a dream, Katie. Okay, what's your dream? That we purchase a small parcel of land mm-hmm. in Malibu, mm. and that we. Sean's been having this dream for many years. On said parcel, it's because I saw something on Airbnb that I thought is mm-hmm. an excellent an business Airstream idea with a view on a parcel of land. The picture, if you will. Off your property, the Pacific Ocean, and like the view that is golden. Okay. You know, that's the view that you really want. You don't want to live in a track home. You want, don't want a view of a Of your swamp? neighbor's toilet. You know you know what I Who mean? Who like, has a view of someone's Most toilet. track homes in Southern California, you, you're like, you're back here. One time living at Joe's house, uh, this is actually really funny. My bedroom, sort of the back of our house faced the back yeah, of another yeah, house. Yeah, your bedroom or your bedroom window overlooked like the back patio, if you want to call yeah. it that. So it got dark in my room and uh, I was I was reading back when we didn't have cell phones. This is before the iPhone 1. Wow. But I was reading and it got dark, you know, that time of when day. When I met you, you had the... And so I razor. turned on my light. Yes, I had a razor phone. I got you your first iPhone. Thanks, Katie. It's like buying someone their first crack rock. <laughs> I got you first crack rock. How's, <laughs> how's that going for you? It's pretty bad, actually. We'll talk about my cell phone addiction okay. another time. That's another. There I am in my darkening bedroom, and I turn on my lamp. And as I'm turning my lamp, I'm looking out the window because it's dark outside. And across the way, someone else is in their uh, bedroom and they're naked. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's called living in a city, but she had big bazoombas and she was my neighbor's wife. And (laughs) I was like, Oh my Christ. She just saw me see her naked. And she looked. Why didn't she shut the blinds before she got naked? I I don't think, I I don't know. (laughs) I think she was just getting changed. Are you like Like, Jerry? We're like, I was just trying to turn on my light. So uh, I wasn't picking. It was a scratch. I don't pick. know if she saw me, but she looked like she was looking in my window. You know, my, my house where I live. Well, if your light was on, then she saw you. Yeah. No fucking kidding. <laughs> and so then I was like mortified and I saw her around the block every once in a while. Like, you know, you see your neighbors and nothing was ever spoken between the two of us. Well, of course not. What are you going to be like? I saw your bazoombas. Keep it up, Stacy. Yeah, looking good for a fifty-year-old or whatever. What are you supposed to say? I didn't have anything to say, and you know I, what you should say: close your blinds. No, I didn't. But <laughs> this is you know track home living where you're on top of your neighbors. Basically, I've got three words for you. You're, close you're, your you're blinds. Wa- yeah, exactly. Close your blinds. Send her a Christmas card. Close your blinds. <laughs> <laughs> you want your Christmas card? Here's your fucking Christmas card. Oh, that's a Seinfeld reference. If you don't get it, okay. Before I tell you my embarrassing story, I will warn you that some of you may experience phantom pains. You ready? On a cold winter afternoon, I went into a piercing shop and asked the piercer if I could get a piercing. Pregnant pause. Under the belt. (gasps) The piercer told me he could accommodate me. Some of you may be thinking that I was not using my head when I made this decision. I can tell you. Is this coming from my neighbor? Maybe. I can tell you my head was piercing in pain and I was questioning my sanity at the moment. After the piercer said he was done, he told me there would be a little bleeding down there, but I shouldn't worry too much. That was a relief because I was wearing light blue jeans. I made the trip to the bus station so I can make the two-hour trip back home. I was walking into the station. I felt something wet. Out of concern, I went to the bathroom, unzipped my pants, and looked. In horror, my entire crotch area and down to the inner thigh area was a murder scene. 
The piercer and I have different interpretation of the word little. I didn't know what to do at the moment. Now in panic mode, I grabbed as much toilet paper as I can, thinking it will absorb the blood from my pants and my body. Spoiler alert. It didn't. He needed like a maxi pad. Oh, he got a Prince Albert? Maybe. I cleaned myself up as much as possible, but the blood kept pouring out. I took a lot of toilet paper and used um, to help stop the bleeding. Afterward, I pulled up my pants and took a look in the mirror to see that the back and front of the pants look like. And yes, there was a huge blood stain that can easily be seen. Thankfully, my jacket reached just enough to conceal the evidence. I got in line to take the last bus of the evening home, and now I'm nervous, wondering if anybody noticed my pants. Out of sheer nervousness, I kept pulling my coat down. <laughs> oh, then bingo. A genius idea comes to mind. I could tie my coat around my waist. Ah. Covering up the back of my pants. Welcome to being a female. You got this. We tie a lot of things around our waist for various reasons. And nobody would notice me. A guy tying my coat around my waist and nobody being suspicious of this guy doing that while the air temperature is zero degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> negative 18 Celsius. And the wind chill was around negative 20 Fahrenheit. Negative 29 Celsius. Yes, it was a stupid idea to begin with and no rational person would do such a thing. Especially when your coat is too little and too small to do the job. What an adventure this is turned into. This is into. an adventure. The entire time my anxiety was turned all the way up to 11. When I got home, I took a long shower and tried to wash out the bloodstains. I forget if I was successful or not. Um, bloodstains, this makes me sound like a murderer, but it's just a woman who has her period. Hydrogen peroxide will do the trick. I told one of my female friends about this and she was hyperventilating in laughter. She gave me one of her maxi pads and then took it back as it wasn't my size. If you're wondering if the piercing was below, if the piercings below the belt were painful, I can tell you yes, yes, and yes, it was. But pain, pain to get it done was more painful. What a rush! I hope you have a great weekend. I hope my embarrassing story could at least give you a laugh, and I hope you're not feeling too much pain. From David Redacted. Thank well, you, David Redacted. David Redacted. Uh, first of all, kudos to you for going on such an adventure. Two hours, you say? I love it. Two hours. Wow. I, I love that. Oh, that's that's that, the beginning of the next story. Um, wow. I had a friend in high school get that done. And he never he didn't talk about the bleeding. Uh, the beans, gooch? So. Well, Where'd yeah, I mean, he was I, I don't I don't know him well enough to know. I don't even actually know what that really means. But when they get the ladder thing, uh, if you put the, uh, the piercing through the ipso facto, you get a oh, but, dongle gets a. <laughs> But Roku. I can imagine things like that are painful. I know people get all sorts of piercings. And I find there was a, a there was a show back in the day called Taboo. Do you remember? No. But it was all about things that people like don't talk about. And piercings was one of them. Like people who have a ton of piercings. And there's even the things you can get in your skin. Just like. Oh, shit. Uh, I got a story for you. Okay. What's your story? Um, and then we got to eat dinner. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <clears throat> so. Okay, I'm just going to take this back like two steps and then we'll jump into this. Okay, sounds good. Two steps back, we were talking about how interesting the human <laughs> Two steps back, we were talking about the human brain and how like a thought originates and how advanced we are. I really do think we're advanced organisms mm -hmm. and we're tuning into something. But tune in. Uh, Tokyo, no. No, that's not the same. I yeah. thought of that too. So I think it's fascinating that humans with all our uh, sensitivity, our nerve endings, mm -hmm. billions of cells, mm -hmm. trillions, quadrillions, whatever it is, that we seek out additional 
pleasures or pains or mm-hmm. like additional sensations, umami, uh, yeah. hot, spicy, whatever. We're just so we're we're tuned to to enjoy or not to enjoy, but to experience. To feel. Yeah, we're we're goddamn we're feelers. giant feelers. Yeah, you're a feeler too, even if you don't think you're feeling. Yeah, it's yeah, you're sampling an environment. Yeah. You have all these Always. senses, and it may just we may think oh sight, sound, touch, but I think there's more to it. I agree. So what's your story? Mm-hmm. Well, people do extra things like piercings. Mm-hmm. And Tattoos, not, piercings, all sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. And it's not just about like the final presentation, but sometimes it's the experience as well. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first moved to LA, I had a person on a film set who he was the uh, AC. Okay. Okay. So what does that mean? Assistant for cameraman. Okay. So there's a, a director, director of photography, mm-hmm. the director of photography's right hand man. Yeah, they do and, DP. They have all these yeah, funny actors. Director of photography as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, okay, so the AC, his name was Sean as well. Sean. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, there's so many Sean's. Lamar, myself, this other guy, Dave. And the two Sean's. Yeah, we're all in this film set. Okay. And Buddy has like uh, ball bearings implanted oh, in skin. Mm-hmm. underneath Implants. the skin. Yeah. And I was like, I'd never seen this before. And in Quebec, Quebec can get pretty like expressional or they, they people are pretty liberal, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure it exists there too, but I had never seen it. But in LA, you, you definitely get some exhibitionist people. Mm-hmm. This guy used to do... Would he hang? Yes. Yeah. The marionette. Magnets? No, not that. He would also do the big fish hooks through his skin. Yeah, It, it was amazing. And, and I... I don't say that lightly, like, oh, it was amazing or it was phenomenal. You well, know, I think some- amazing people use in a way that I use it even that way where it's like, it's a good thing. But amazing just means like, wow, that's like, holy moly. Yeah, like a of. rocket ship that Elon Musk builds. It's amazing. Comes down like, and lands. It lands that that like, is wow, amazing. amazing. Like, wow, it's unbelievable, I think is more the word. Here was amazing on a personal scale. Buddy, but I wonder what psychological, like, is that just exploratory or is that self-harm motivated? No I'd be idea. very interested as it was amazing as a mental health professional. My brain goes to self-injury and, uh, you know, uh, uh, controlling the pain. I'm curious what that means anyway. But that stuff is fascinating. I find humans uh, seek S- out S&M like sexual stuff, you know, I find that very interesting, too, because it's like in a lot of ways, it's a control factor and a am controlling this thing that's happened to me or I want to be put down because my my role in life is too, too, too much power. I don't know. It's I find people fascinating. Yeah, usually uh, from what I've heard, uh, big CEOs like to have people poop on them. That's not always the case, but but sometimes they do. <laughs> Next time you think uh, that Mark Zuckerberg, he's a real powerful guy. Know you that know. somebody's probably taking a shit on him right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Figuratively, and it's online. <laughs> someone's leaving shitty comments. Yeah, I can't even imagine. But yeah, well, that Katie, does it does happen for with that in mind. Should we leave on a high note? On a behind note? A behind, but um, bump, we'll be here all night, folks. No, but I think that stuff is interesting, and people are interesting, and I think what we find pleasure in enjoyment in. I like pleasure. I like pain. No. Plain? I like pleasure. <laughs> I like pain. Music is my aeroplane. <laughs> and with that, take us away. Where's your guitar? I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's my Calgon, take me away. Plane. Seriously, I'm shitting my pants over here. Did we get through that letter? I have one last story. And oh, then yes, no, yeah. and that is we are done with the letter. David redacted. You're, you're a cool you. dude. And thank I, you for sharing your story. Again, and, I apologize that we're falling behind on our uh, yes. reading of your letters. But here's what I think is happening. Mm-hmm. And it just dawned on me with this episode. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. 
you tell me. I think what we're doing is we're developing the, the, the third person relationship with these people who are sending in letters. We already so, have a relationship. No, but we're taking our time and having this conversation. Oh, yeah, we, we take our time with your question. When we first started the podcast, we were, uh, you know, we do a, a short letter segment because there weren't as many. But now we have a lot more letters. Mm -hmm. But I enjoy having this conversation. You may not like how we're talking Give about it. Give us feedback. We love feedback. Should we do less letters? More letters? Maybe do you numbers. Like, do you like our store? <laughs> Chiffre et lettres. Ooh. Do you like us having our conversations in midst of letters? Said letters? Mm -hmm. um, okay, but I have a quick story and then we can wrap. But give us your feedback. Um, we say, Calgon, take me away. Have I told you that story about Calgon, take me away? So back when I was in high school, I I was a coffee-making maven. Ninja. Yes. Oh, ninja. maven. Whatever. I was just coffee-making. I was doing M's, so that's why. Anyway, um, and I worked at this little espresso stand and we would have to write in the this like journal kind of thing about what had happened that day and things that we needed to order and all there was like dear diary it was like today, accounting i sold 10 coffees <laughs> but it was all accounting for the next person on shift so like i would leave and like let's say i leave a a note for tracy and i'd be like hey tracy today was super busy that one jerk guy stopped by and tipped me nothing again and asked for eight coffees or whatever blah, 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 blah. and then um we need more creamer. Make sure we order extra on this and we're out of quarters. Okay. So your dialogue between you yeah, and the other. And it's like your way of connecting, right? Because flashback, we did not have cell phones and texting that didn't exist yet. I mean, there were cell phones, but not in the way that we think. It was like, if you're just listening, I'm touching the the like number one, like five times. So anyway, but we had this ongoing joke because the air conditioner would go in and out and it would get hot in the summertime. Okay, that's what's that for? It's your conditioner going in and out. I was I was doing foley artwork no, with you. No foley. Okay. Mr. Foley. Um anyway, so it became this ongoing joke that like when things were bad, you'd be like, Calgon, take me away. Uh, and then someone would leave because we had this hand wash and they'd leave it out. It was Calgon brand. Calgon, take me away. So it just got to be this kind of ongoing joke. And every time when I hear someone say, Calgon, take me away, I think of that group of girls that I You're used to work with. To that moment. And we used to always say, like, the AC went out again. I'm sorry. You're going to have to try to restart and call the guy again. Calgon, take me away. Or like, uh, we were off by $3. I don't know what happened. I paid it out of my tips. Calgon, take me away. Like, all <laughs> sorts of shit, you know? I love it. We're, we're out of 2% milk. Signed. And that one lady came by and she was so mad. Calgon, take me away. <laughs> <laughs> so Fuck, that, that's a good excuse i you know what i'm gonna use that with the irs sorry guys <laughs> i didn't have enough money to pay you you wanted more money than i have calgon, calgon take, take me, me away, away. <laughs> peace out <laughs> sorry i couldn't complete my week's worth of editing katie i was really calgon, tired of editing away. and filming calgon take me away it was more just like uh that's what the sentiment of calgon take me away was uh, oh it's called uh, in text messaging S M H. Shaking my head. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shake my head. I thought it was so much hate. Ugh. No, shaking my head. What? Shake my head. Shaking my head. Like ugh. so much hate. Yeah, it's not. All right. Well. <laughs> hey. Hey, you guys. Let us know who's correct. Okay. Uh, with that said, we have food arriving. Dinner time. We ordered some city. food because man. Ba, 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 it, ba. What is it, 8 o'clock? We're still working. We have ready for the Pita Cafe. Ooh, Pita Pita Cafe. Ah.
listen, Pita Cafe, you're probably not listening, but it, you know, we big shout out. Pita Cafe is the best place in LA for you to get a pita. That's what we no, call it. No, to get pita. Mediterranean food like the shawarma and yeah. the kuba de. Shishtau. The shishtau. Shish kebab. It's, it's delicious. It's delicious. I highly recommend. Okay. We love you guys. Thank, Thank you for you sending so much in for your sending. questions. We will get through them. Just be, pa- be patient. Patience. Patient. And if you are listening on Apple, don't forget to leave a review. Leave us a review. If you're listening on some other service if they offer reviews leave it give a thumbs up Share i think it that with this your neighbor. is three tricycles mm. and a cherry sunday for the same sure. as unicorns and leprechauns the yeah. problem is and here's i last thing before we leave oh, okay i need to figure out how to jump start the first 20 minutes and not have like clammy hands and 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 not be because maybe I we think, should not hit record and then be like oh fuck we forgot and then we start over that's the old producer's <laughs> trick Sorry, guys. I didn't catch that. Let's start over one more time. My bad. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Bye.